Everything's under control. Situation normal. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Florida Man Plays X-Wing. I am your host, Stephen Sesnick, and I am here, back this week, back from the dead, the Reverend Joe Laporta. I know. I've been, I've been traveling the outer rim. Apparently, there's a hashtag about me now. Um, yeah, hashtag Rev hashtag Joe. Hashtag Reverend something. Joe. Apparently, yeah. that's a thing now. Hashtag Lost in Space. Um, oh, that movie sucked. <laughs> yeah. Not as bad as Aquaman. That movie sucked. <laughs> <laughs> By the yeah. way, that's going to come up multiple times today because I saw Aquaman last night, and that movie is terrible. So far, it's come up like... 15 times in different text I messages but i literally couldn't get to like work every five minutes like somebody would be asking me about something completely unrelated I'd be like by the way here's another thing that sucked yeah. about aquaman like, how long is this movie because yeah. your rant is like four hours long i'm like it's, every moment was pain you can already tell joe's back because we're already off topic and ranting i haven't yeah. even, i haven't <laughs> even announced carlos yet all right and my 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 other co-host carlos ramirez how's it going man i'm I'm here too, man. Hey, You're here. Uh, He's the yeah, host with I'm the here. most from the Space Ghost, coast to coast. <laughs> yeah, and just oh, uh, frustrated with this laptop. In the card too, <laughs> guys. I just, I gotta, I gotta let you know, and uh, hopefully all our listeners, because at least two or three of you right now, um, please start collecting money, buy me a new laptop. <laughs> Otherwise, I won't be doing this for very long. I've dispersed my gremlins all the way to there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Carlos, get a new computer. Yeah, he dro- it, we lost Carlos like twice while we were just getting ready to start recording. So we'll see what happens as the episode goes on. I will drop at least twice. At least <laughs> this will be the most time. exciting episode. You're like, is Carlos there? <laughs> <laughs> we'll do, we're just like, blah, 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 and Carlos, and then he's just not going to say anything. So I, I love it, yeah, because it was, uh, was that last time where Joe was like, I think we lost Carlos. And I was like, no, I'm just sitting <laughs> here quietly. I'm bored as shit. <laughs> <Listening>. <laughs> like, oh, okay, well, fair enough. We lost his attention. That's good, too. <laughs> we didn't lose my body, just in spirit. So, uh, so what are we drinking tonight, boys? Boys? Uh, uh, Carlos, why don't you start first, because we can't see what you're drinking. Yours is a complete mystery to us. Always. Um, high Alive today, Cigar City Brewing. Cigar City is good. I almost City's really Cigar City. Good. One of my yeah. classic, yeah, classic favorites, uh, yeah. for sure. Um, I kind of cheaped out mainly because, so I'm driving home and i'm like i don't have any beer in the fridge we're podcasting tonight what the fuck am i gonna do yeah you gotta i can't do beer. bud lot do any of that crap no you could have been like holly bring me can you if find you ever, some beer from the store by, and the, way, just to by the way if you ever come on the show with bud light it may be your last oh no oh no i don't God, discriminate I actually almost, uh, i'm just kidding I, I almost uh came in with the pba but i will make today. fun of you mercilessly i almost like got oh, the pba on the way over here because i just wanted like comfort food like i've been P- lost PBR's in the wilderness fine. for two weeks and P- like PBR, yeah PBR is fine. PBR is is you know that's that's it's like it's union made. Yeah, it's union made. It's like what is it? The America's oldest? No, 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 close. no. That's, that's Yingling. That's Yingling. Yeah, I'm sorry. no, they're just yeah. the oldest one to have won an award. Yeah, <laughs> like they won an award sometime <laughs> they, in the late 1800s. They're just riding that shit. They won an award a hundred years ago, and they named their beer after it. Yeah, listen, there are there are good scenarios to be drinking Bud Light, and then there are good scenarios to be enjoying a nice. High lie, uh, yeah. Indian pillow. The so. only the only scenario to be enjoying, and I wouldn't say enjoying, but to be drinking Bud Light, is when there's really just no other option. If if you're at a party and that's just all there is, that's you know. For me, it's beer pong. It's a perfect beer pong. Well, it's yeah because oh, it's yeah. so easy to just like just get it down and, and get it over with. That's that's what it's for. But even but, when we do Edward Forty Hands, I still do Bud regular at least for God's sake. Yeah, you know I mean? Bud Diesel. Like, is <laughs> that butt heavy? I get that. I get like that. Ordering is butt heavy and having the guy be like, "What the hell?" Are you I doing? get that Mickey's or that 
or that Colt 45. <laughs> well, well, 80 ounces of malt liquor will make about tell you something. <laughs> uh, uh, we don't want to bring up our cat. We're not bringing up our Yeah, we're going to do it. Yeah, we're gonna... Oh, no, please don't. <laughs> Okay, the total meltdown. I got funky Buddha Floridian today. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, I, it wasn't my first choice, but I was like, you know what? It's Florida Man night. We're doing Florida Man Fun, beer. Funky Buddha is a good one. Yeah, I, I ventured right. outside of the state this evening. Uh, I got the Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale, uh, ale aged in oak bourbon barrels. I had one of those things you Sounds can't unsee today. It is good. It's very good, actually. Apparently, if you like do a map right down, like if you ever want to find Kentucky on a map, apparently if you go down like those midwestern states, so like you know like flyover country in there yeah apparently like if you go straight down the middle of them it forms a picture of a chef like something like wisconsin or something looks like the chef hat another one like looks like his thing okay like arkansas looks like he's got a beer belly like another one looks like it's the pants and louisiana looks like his shoes and then it's like tennessee is the tray and then kentucky right on top of that looks like fried chicken on a tray okay like colored (laughs) it looks exactly i was like Holy shit, I will never lose Kentucky on a map ever now again. Now it all makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it was the strangest thing that made the most sense. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, they have a derby there. They planned it this way. Man, I feel terrible being back. I feel great and terrible being back. Because like I said, <laughs> man, we are, uh, we're going to talk about X-Wing today. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Right, Anybody, one of those episodes. did we do anything this weekend? Did anything happen? Oh, we had the 180-day party. Oh, yeah, that's right. We had the 180-day party. I almost forgot uh, about that because I was don't really even know drunk. Oh, we, we yeah, Carlos, you haven't been okay, indoctrinated so, into so this. Dragon Con takes up five days out of the year, right? So there's 360 other days. So right in the smack dab middle of that is a day that's 180 days since the last Dragon Con and 180 days until Dragon Con, and it's like a morose, morbid day where you just kind of want to like end it all. So we really get super shit faced drunk and talk about Star Wars. Yeah. Well, we, talk about, we talk about Dragon Con in general a lot. Oh yeah, Dragon Con. Yeah. It's funny because every we, year we we invite people that don't go to Dragon Con to the 180 day party, and then just like let them. It's into a recruiting our world effort. Where they just look horrified and aghast. Uh-huh. But this year we invited people that were like, we know something kind of like that. We always go to the Dark Con. It's like a LARPing con. We're like, yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> like, yeah, we just got trapped by our own we, trap. We realized we realized that these that these people we invited were were hardcore. Yeah, they LARPers. were harder than us. Like wow, I was like wow. LARPers, hardcore LARPers. Yeah, it's like you just like threw up your, you know, you threw up your gang side and they, he had <laughs> a, just brought all the. He homes. had a freaking samurai sword. <laughs> yeah, he made that. He made. It's yeah. like you're trying to invite people into your own cult, but they're like, yeah, let's like you know do some really. It's like you invite shit. them to like your, your cult, <laughs> yeah. and you're like you think they're gonna be all glassy eyed and stuff, and they like come with their own Kool Aid. You're like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa, <laughs> jump in the shark oh, uh, here, buddy. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> Flavor Aid, get it right. <laughs> Flavor Aid. Like they, already, they already grape, own a jumpsuit. You're like, Wait a minute. <laughs> no, no, it's Brondo. It's what plants Brando. crave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're either going to have a little bit or a lot of bit to talk about today, depending on what we think we know about the universe. Uh, yeah. Because we've got hyperspace trials coming up, several of them within the next, what, two months, maybe? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, they we go one through, in about two weeks. They go we through have... June. Um, the first season goes through June. First season goes through June, yeah. but there's at least three between here and there, right? Uh, oh, God, we've got... Is there more than three? I'm planning so, on going so right, four at the moment. Yeah, right now we have uh, two in Florida, <coughs> and we have one in Georgia, and then possibly one in Alabama we might be considering The one in Mobile. To. Yeah, I'm planning on going to the one in Mobile. And, and I'm still working that out. We'll see. Uh, but I want to go. Just, it's I'll the same distance go. as going to Atlanta, for for, for me, for us at least. Um, yeah, there's no vortex in it. I have a halfway point. I have... 
No, but we might be able to stay. I mean, we could stay at my grandparents' house. They hey, live, they live I like Pensacola. So actually, I think I think Harold lives in Mobile. Who? Brian Harold. I bet we could crash on his. Couch. Oh yeah, that He's might, cool that like might that. be better. That so what? My, my my plan right now, if if I if the wife approves it, is that we drive up to Tallahassee uh, Friday night. I get up very early Saturday morning and drive over to Mobile, which is about three hours. Uh, the only game plan I don't have set up is I I don't want to drive back that night because I know I'm going to be exhausted. Yeah. So I either have to stay at Mobile or stop somewhere. I can't drive for three hours, basically. So that's my whole part of the plan that hasn't been set up yet. So yeah, yeah. And I've, I and I have I have this very I I have this itch to go to the Covington, Louisiana hyperspace trial also i don't know if i will actually do that but Wait, isn't birmingham in Alabama? yeah can we just is it i don't know anything about the geography there can we just wait Josh? birmingham birmingham's birmingham not anywhere, has one? birmingham's way out of the way is birmingham's it, up, uh, close, up north like closer to atlanta yeah mobile is like literally yeah, on yeah, the yeah, line south. with pensacola it's like right next to pensacola yeah. oh There's that's not, the jimmy buffett song i know that isn't yeah it? yeah don't uh, frankie and lola go uh in fact, in fact, they share a Nielsen DMA. It's called it's it's called the Mobile Pensacola DMA. Mobile Pensacola DMA sounds like like sounds like a, like a late nineties sort yeah. of like alternative band, like a Modest Mouse kind of thing or yeah. Cat for Cutie kind of thing. Yeah, so I thought it sounded like a hip hop band or something like that. But yeah, oh yeah, they do use acronyms. We used to have a sister station in Mobile. They uh their their tower got knocked over in Hurricane Katrina, I believe. Or huh. one of one of the one of those hurricanes in 2005 that hit that area. But anyways, all right. So we got four hyperspace trials. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> four hyperspace trials like in the next few months. So what we kind of want to work on tonight, and we're actually, I do want to point out about us when we do this. Like, uh, if you guys think that we write any of this down ahead of time or plan any of it out, there's we, usually like a 10 minute like, what are we going to talk about? Generally speaking, meeting before this. So like, you're gonna get hot takes on this one. As like you this. may have noticed, I do not include show notes. Yes. With the uh, with the episode, so <laughs> it's the late great George Carlin. There's a reason it. for that. I don't. We do sound so organized, material. guys. Yeah. yeah, I don't do transition material. You'll find that out pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We're gonna try to figure out the meta as we're sitting here, okay? And I want to take the broad approach to it because it will mask the fact that I don't know anything about current meta or anything going on. Where I kind of want to look at this from an angle of how you prepare for serious tournaments from a list building standpoint at like the highest possible, like 20, 30,000 foot level. Right. Um, you know, that being said in Aquaman, they jump out of a plane at 30,000 feet oh, and God. they take no damage whatsoever. <laughs> and then like 10 minutes later, like he's hanging from like a second story I mean, roof and they're like, they're like, Oh my God, he might fall off. He jumped out of a fucking plane like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> what he, also the crap? Took, he also took a direct sword stab to the chest and it just, Ding, like he had like a steel chest. Well, I love how like there's two different types of like characters in DC Comics, by the way, and especially in their movies. Characters that are bulletproof and Batman. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And guess which one I like. Yeah. Yeah. DC DC is like they go go big or go home. I know. Yeah. (laughs) I have a really great meme to show you about that. But but, like the 30,000 foot view is I kind of want to get your guys' thoughts on whether you look at other lists that are doing well and think I want to do something similar, whether you look at lists that are doing well and say, I want to do something that beats that, or do you say, 
you know, it's important for me to go my own way, but with a knowledge of what's out there and what I can expect to see, generally speaking. And we're going to look at a lot of specific lists from some of the hyperspace trials that have been the last few weeks, you know, and kind of use that as a, a roadmap. Although the preview, like the spoiler version of that, is we looked at some of these before we started the show. And, like, it's like a Rorschach test of what do you see here because there's so much random. Yeah, it's a little bit, I mean, it's a little bit all over. And I think this is a, you know, that's the next wing 2.0 thing, really. I, I think everything's a little bit all over right now. So you, you do see, I, I think it's more about looking for archetypes because I think there's a lot of different ways to build different archetypes right now. And that's what, that's what kind of people are doing. So you do have a couple of lists that, that show up kind of verbatim. Um, the main one really being the five Y-Wings with, uh, with ion cannon turrets and four veteran turret gunners, um, which is kind of like the old BTL Y-Wing list. The, it's but, up D-Gens from Upcountry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you ever watch Letterkenny, you know, and D-Gens. If you don't. You should. You should. Yeah. Uh, they don't sponsor the show, but if they're listening, they should. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, would, I would accept that sponsorship. They oh, can send me yeah, puppers all day long. Heartedly. Um, I saw something about it takes it costs like it would cost it costs like seventy five dollars to get puppers into the United yeah, States. Yeah, there's like two beers I really really want right now that I can't get a hold of because the wife's like, "There's no way I'm paying that much yeah. to like ship it." Because apparently shipping beer like through the mail. Oh, also, there's like tariffs. It's like weird shit. Yeah, because I yeah. want the strung out beer, but apparently if it crosses the Rocky Mountains, it's gonna cost me an extra thirty bucks. I'm like, ooh, yeah, yeah. So Not really, with the having the money right now. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I think there's a lot of archetypes um, okay. and. There's not a lot of verbatim lists. I think the one verbatim list, really verbatim list, I mean, just because there's not really too much else to do with it, is the five Y wings. Um, but you're, you're going to see you're going to see quad rebels. You're going to see five rebels. Um, you're going to see I think the six tie swarm, um, the tie salad as it's called at times, <laughs> is, like is going to be a thing. Um, I think uh, you're going to see the like different versions of you know five like five a-wings from the uh, resistance um i think you know there's, there's a bunch of different ones out there but you're you're gonna see certain archetypes and but with different like ships like different different uh, pilots and upgrades plugged in to the kind of the similar the same archetype but which is cool because it, it creates some variation like you're not you're not just playing the exact same Metalist over and over and over again. That as soon as you sit down, you know exactly what upgrades are on it. You know it's you're going to get some variety, even though you're playing some similar meta. You know similar archetypes. It's it's at least a lot of it's a lot of variety within those archetypes. I think at least. But one of the one of the things I started to notice is also uh, we're starting to see a lot more of those middle ships. Uh, remember what we talked about way back a few episodes ago, where in the beginning we saw a lot of high initiative pilots five and six and then we saw maybe some you know very very low uh you know the very the lowest ones the cheapest ones which is something that happened a lot in 1.0 as well uh, i think with this point balance you're starting to see some of those middle pilots magva yarrow on yeah. the u-wing uh is starting to see some play mainly because of her defensive ability which is really good mm-hmm. um you're starting to see some of those middle uh t-70 pilots as well if you if you want to fit like a three T70s and an A wing list, or uh, maybe two T70s, two two A wings, you kind of need to choose those middle pilots uh, to be able to make the points work. So 
um, we're starting to see a lot more of that, which is nice. You know, like I mentioned, yeah. a little bit of diversity, maybe, especially in hyperspace, right? It, it, you don't have more than, what, four chassis for each uh, faction. So, obviously, you're going to see the same chassis over and over yeah. again. But it, you're at least seeing different pilots, which is yeah. nice. Well, I think in a, there's a lot of, you're seeing a lot in hyperspace, you're seeing a lot of generics, especially after that point balancing. And that makes the mid cards a lot more useful because you don't have to go for like, you don't have to be like, oh, I have to fly the fives or the sixes um, because I'm seeing so many ones and twos. I can go for that mid-level guy that's got a cool ability because he's a three or a four. And that's, that, that's, a th- that, that's, a, that's a cool thing, I think, really, that, that, that we're seeing right now. So um, you are seeing just a lot of that, that mixture of, the, of the, the, the generics and the middle, the middle guys, and you're, you're able to take a mid-tier guy or a mid-initiative mid guy just because you like the ability, not, not because you have to have the initiative. There's a lot to unpack there, but a lot of that is a 2.0 thing that I really, really love and appreciate because one of... Like I said, it's, it's 1.0 is always going to be a whipping boy because it, it hurt me so deeply into my heart. <laughs> but like, it made him an angry, angry man. No, no I was already angry, <laughs> but like, it gave me an outlet. You know what I mean? I had a creative outlet for my anger, which is healthy. I, I appreciate that. But um, there was always a min-maxing there where it's like you didn't want to spend the points on any ship that had a pilot ability if you were going to be wasting points on that pilot skill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the five, sixes, even sevens and towards the end of the game eights even were like a waste of points on a pilot skill on a pilot skill because i mean you wanted that ability but like you spent points on the initiative and everything well if you were flying an eight you were putting vi on it automatically like there there was no there was no vi one of the greatest sins of it but yeah yeah one of the things i was my big example for that was people on the internet would argue that it was sometimes worth it to do like a mid-range pilot skill and my my argument for that always ran the best example was always IG-88s. If you looked at all the advantages of IG-88s, like they had built-in gunner, they could play auto thrusters, they had basically four attack with the the you now the laser cannons, three defend, four hull, four shields, auto thrusters. You know, Double the, ability, the ability to boost and get you know that for act, uh, yeah. boost and evade for action economy. They could advanced use, sensors you know, push the limit. Oh yeah, advanced I mean, triple action. They could do. Yeah, I mean, any of like the fifteen things they could do. And they were only marginally playable towards the end because hey, there were six won, pilots. It won the last 1.0 world. It did, world. Win, it did win the world. Yeah, well, that kid's yep. a fucking genius, and I'll give him all the props in the world. But like, yeah. that was, was such definitely a great list. It was such a great list. Uh, that, it was by a great the, list. By the way, that was perfectly. And like, were there any other ones in the top thirty or so? Because I would call that an outlier. By the I way, that I, I would probably say he was the only one that flew robots. Oh, he, yeah, he's my. Oh yeah, and we we watched that over at. We watched that on Steve's cell phone at uh, Finn McCool's. Oh yeah! Like we went out with a friend of ours who like was like, "You guys want to go out there?" I was like, "Well, we kind of watch this thing." Yeah, like, you can just watch it because well, we, we watched the first half of it at my house, and then yeah. we left. The, then we went to meet him at Finn McCool's. They're like, like watching, watch. like cheering it on. Everybody's yeah. like thinking we're watching some sort of sporting event. We're like, <laughs> I, I gotta say that was the the most exciting x-wing i think i've ever seen oh that was great which Even was, was which, which was really interesting considering the time period it came in oh yeah i was jaded like, by that point i'm like i yeah. want this kid to like oh it was so, it was so good it was so good watching him just mow through 
all that meta shit. Like, I love that for, too because like it was just hilarious. He looked like a pretty me, normal guy, great. and his dad came out to give him a hug, and his dad had like dreads down to the floor. Like, what yeah. am I watching here? Like, yeah. <laughs> this is the most punk rock. That was the most punk rock world we'll ever see. Yeah, Rex Wing, right? Yeah, there. it was awesome. It was. Oh, it, I I thoroughly that was I thoroughly enjoyed watching that world, and I, I I hope that you know they're all like that. But that that one was actually really enjoyable to watch. But that's my like rant about pilot skill. But one of the things that Another great bit about 2.0. I'm always going to be a cheerleader for 2.0, I'm pretty sure, even if I never play another game, which, you know, at this rate, maybe. Um, is that it really does bring a lot of diversity to deck build or to list building when you can actually play those mid-range guys. Like, the number of different ships that are seeing play right now because mid-range guys aren't garbage and yeah. because non-uniques aren't garbage anymore. Like... Warbs the subcocular region of my heart to quote. Uh, oh, oh, I lost his name. He's got six assholes. So. Dennis Leary. Oh yeah, Dennis Leary. I was gonna <laughs> Dennis say Dennis Leary. Miller, but uh, <laughs> nothing about Dennis Leary makes me happy. Yeah. Well, I think it's. Well, I think it's pretty cool. Is the and I, and and going through these hyperspace trials that happened over the past weekend. Um, the the Thai salad list, this, which I you know six the six Thai swarm really. So it's basically six tie fighters with a bunch of the diff- bunch of different named guys in there um i think that's a really cool list i actually do too i'm I like super it glad to see that that's like sh- actually showing up one of the things i was a little worried about was that the tie swarms weren't even though i really do think the tie swarms are probably especially after how they nerfed the uh the triple upsilon list the the tie swarms really have a chance to be like a real shining list in the in hyperspace format right now um and so i i was but i was but i was doubting how many play how many people would actually play it and i'm seeing a number of them in the cuts in these in these uh in these like five or whatever hyperspace trials that happened over the weekend which i think is pretty cool i just i just think it's great to see that people are are actually playing it i i know playing a tie swarm and now six tie there is a big difference between a six tie and a seven tie swarm a six tie swarm is is considerably not considerably but it is easier to fly than a seven tie swarm the seven tie with that seventh tie trying to weave it in there to to fit in how runners bubble was always is always a challenge um so the, the six ties just line up nicer and neater but the uh I, i'm just glad to see it out there i i didn't i didn't think that many people would play it but there's there's actually more people playing it than i expected so that's that's cool i'm not surprised that we're seeing them now i'm more i'm I'm basically i'm not surprised that they're doing well i'm surprised that just finally people are flying them i thought that you know how runners ability when you running six ships it's a multiplicative effect it's gonna be good and you know with a little bit of more uh variance uh the problem with tie fighters you know uh tie swarms in, in the first edition towards the end of the game was that you know if you weren't rolling three hits on your attacks or four hits on that very first engagement, um, you were doing something wrong. Like basically, yeah. you know, you had torpedoes where with guidance chips, with target locks and rerolls. Um, you know, you had expertise. You had, you know, you can just roll up with the target lock and you have yeah. focused target lock. So you had full mods at the end of it. So yeah, it was a liability to fly a TIE fighter because you know. That it's they basically, it's just going to pop on the first turn. It was a well, liability to bring Hellrunner. So was, now, go ahead. 
Oh, no. Well, I was only going to point out that, like, it was always really a problem, too. Like, the problem with playing the Tide Swarm is, like, even if you rolled the dice for the seven of them attacking, if one of them didn't get max damage, it was the old thing that at 1.0 ended with you feeling cheated all the time. Like, if you rolled seven of these guys and attacked, if one of them didn't get max damage, you felt like you got fucking cheated. (laughs) You're like, bullshit. These are the worst dice ever. Like, the first six can get max damage. If the seven one doesn't, you're like, this is bullshit. It kind of was, because everybody else got max damage. Well, yeah, I mean, it was just the amount of modifiers out there, but... Exactly. So you were always falling behind with the TIE Fighter. Basically, you lost a ship before it shot, uh, you or two, and then you're basically trying to catch up. And now, with your TIE Fighters, you know, you're rolling only two dice. You have these hyper-modifiers, like auto-thrusters on defense. You had Emperor Palpatine. You had all these things that basically said, doesn't matter, your two dice aren't going to hit. So the only way you could do that is with crack shot and et cetera, et cetera. So you know that that problem just propagated. Yeah. Um, now in this version, you know what we're doing now in second edition is two dice are back. You know you're seeing a lot yeah. of ships oh, yeah. with two dice are able to do damage. You see the five A wings, the resistant A wings. They're all always doing well in tournaments. Uh, Vance Optics is one of the reasons I think, and we we saw one of those lists on there. Yeah. Um, with help, uh, help with the five A wings, advanced optics is the one that lets you spend a focus to turn a blank to a hit or something. Yeah, correct. Um, and if good. you want to bring math into it, and I'm a math guy, basically okay. with heroic and advanced optics, two dice, you're at one point eight six hits out of two dice uh, on average. Yeah. Um, so, so it's very very, very good odds, <laughs> very high probability. So um, you're finally in this stage now where if you're consistently rolling. Two damage, two hits, you know, on two dice, you can win engagements. You can win. Uh, you can uh, whittle you your know. opponent down because eventually he's exactly. not going to roll two defend. Yeah. They're not, and and uh, I mean, I I'm basically you know been <laughs> was victim at the tournament that I went to, where I had uh, Fen Rao, you know, had a focus token. He was through a rock at range three, and I'm sitting there feeling good. You know, I'm okay. You know, I'm, I'm rolling five green dice. Against this A wing with two dice, seems legit. you see this situation all the time in 1.0. No, that the, that attack because, doesn't like, hit. That's the you and me. Like I don't. I love Fen Rao. He's one of my favorite pieces in the entire game. I loved him in 1.0. I still love him now. <laughs> Man, I don't trust that ginger to save his life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's soulless. But uh, <laughs> but you know, I like. I still took damage. You know, from two versus five uh, because I would roll four blanks and a focus and. They were consistently getting two hits, so they just whittled me down one hit at a time. Uh, so I think that's important. You know, two dice attacks can do damage, yeah. will do damage oh, yeah. in high amounts, you know, basically yeah. in high consistency. Yeah. Uh, but I don't so. know if I'll ever get over the 1.0 stigma, though. Like, I I don't know if I'm going to ever play a ship with two attack, no matter what it is. Like, I just... I, I It was ingrained in me for too long. I don't know that I'll ever play a two attack ship. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, none I, of them make it into like these are the ones I like. If, I guess I'll take that. I'll, I'll walk that back a little bit by saying like, if I play a two attack ship, I'm never going to expect it to do damage. Like I might get like a quad jumper in a list, but like there's no like part of me that thinks it'll hit things. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't even, like if it ever does that, there'll be a look of genuine surprise. I'll be like, I'm sorry <laughs> that happens. Well, you're you're bringing it in as a support ship, not not a uh, not a hitter. Like, but I play I play Z95s as blockers. <laughs> like I don't actually want to hit anything with this. That's ridiculous. So I do want to mention um, the hyperspace trial at uh, let's see, it's Uncle's Games in so Redmond, Washington. We're gonna go Washington. to a specific one, right? 
Yeah, just because this was the largest one. It had 77 players, which is... That seems like a good sample a size. Good what does it make the cut? good sample size. It was a top 16. Okay. Uh, so it was a top 16. There were two of the, uh, the five Y-Wing lists that made the cut, but immediately got knocked out in the top 16. So... I find that as a hopeful thing because that's not a list that I would like to see dominating. Um, okay, are we all? That's Carlos. Are you on the same bit about that? Do you? I am. I don't like. Uh, I think Steve, Stephen has, has mentioned this before. I don't like spam lists either. I don't like the four wide TLT you know era that this this thing here where basically it's just the same ship. You see it five times over. I mean, it, it's too powerful for for it to just. You know, a certain part of me likes like a non-unique list being good, but like when you just play four or five of the same ship, it feels like perhaps there's something wrong with that ship, or it's just I, too, I don't too too good, too good to be like, you know, yeah. too multiplicative. Well, I don't have a problem with I don't have a problem with a with a bunch of generics. I, what I have a what I don't like is and this and this is very similar to the old quad, quad TLT lists, except you have five of them instead of just, instead of just four. Um, yeah. And that's, that's my problem with it, is it's like, this is one of those kind of no-brainer lists that I just, I just you know, it's funny, because as bad as, as X-Wing, as bad as things kind of got at the end of 1.0, I actually, me personally, hated the quad TLT era worse than I hated, than, than, I, than, I, than I disliked the end of X-Wing. Yeah, I was biased because, like, what I played at the time was good against it. Like, I played Iggy's against it, and, like, Iggy's, you know, it was, it was no auto win or anything, but, like, yeah. Iggy's was probably the best matchup against it because, like, yeah. TLT's against I've, auto thrusters didn't seem that good, and I have, you know, eight hull to, like, work on you with. Yeah. I, I fought fire with fire. I brought three of them, but <laughs> three, yeah. three TLT's. But I, was the but I had Miranda. I had, uh, yeah, had the Stress Hog. I had a regular TLT and then a Z ninety five. I actually, I actually did legitimately hate the Stress Hog. I don't think I ever played against yours with it, but like that thing just like bothered me. I love it. I I, I, lo- I love control, and and that's that's the one factor here. And the ion cannons are actually pretty nerfed uh, in this uh, in two point now. Yeah. Uh, but um, the importance of this list here is that you have eleven shots, and you can do all eleven shots at the same target. Yeah. Um, so it's just heavy dice. You're just yeah. rolling so well, many and, dice and like at we one just target. talked about, you know, two, a two die shot is meaningful now. And so when you combine it with the ion cannon, so you have a potential to do three damage per ship per turn. So, and then on top of that, you can also possibly ion the thing, which okay. is, I mean, that's huge. That's it's that's well, a crazy walk, amount of damage and a crazy amount of control. So the, so the Y-wing has just a front-facing arc, right? Yeah, yes. the Y-wing it has does a, not have a built-in turret arc, right? No, no. So no. the ion cannon turret gives it a turret arc. Yeah, that you have to rotate, yes. right? Yes. yes. But you yeah. don't have to. You don't have to. I mean, does you, it give you the action for that? Yeah, it gives you the rotate action. Okay, okay. Well, I didn't know if it had like action printed on ion cannon turret. But then, like the veteran turret gunner, that's the mm. one that lets you shoot again. It's not the one that lets you move the. Yeah, it's the one that lets you shoot um, at uh, a second time using your um, using your equipped turret. Okay. So the reason this works together is because you can shoot with the primary weapon, and then you get to shoot again with the ion turret. Okay. And because the ion does a damage, 
So like it arranged two or three shot, you can you can still do three damage, and also give them one, an ion token. One or one or two. What do you mean? Range one or two. Oh yeah, yeah one or two because the uh, the ion cannon turret's limited to range two. Okay. But well, at range one you could do even more. Yeah, because better for these guys that are doing this like from damage. memory, and I'm doing this for never having heard it before. Yeah. So. It just has a lot of potential to do a lot of extra, a lot of damage on top of a major control. control. Piece. You got mm-hmm. f- you have five ships with ion with shooting ions, five yeah. ships. Not not, not so to wrong. mention like, the fact, not to even mention the fact that it, they each have eight health. So that's yeah. forty health that you have to chew through. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that, that. I was about to go there too because like when you played them in like when they came out one point oh, the only time they were really relevant with like it with the ion cannon. Really, they did something else once they got the warthog title the warthog which i hate that phrase fuck that but um but like back in the day when you played them it's like you played them with other things you couldn't possibly like eye on something enough you could play a spam list of them you just had to use them as like this control piece which choices are always good in games and it gave you this interesting choice of like do you like waste the firepower trying to deal eight damage to a to a support control piece or do you deal with the legitimate threats yeah i mean and that was that made it interesting and fun yeah, I mean, it's one thing to have one of these guys in there as a, as a control element. It's just th- this this to me this to me at least has just kind of overstepped on the spam level. It's just it's just it's just a little too high on the spam level. Like five ships with ion cannon turrets is it's just spammy. <laughs> it's we know how much is the ion cannon turret now? Is it uh, that cheap? Four points. Yeah, four. That's less than it was in one point oh. Yeah, five and a lot 1.0. less. Well, it isn't so as it is not as good. Because, yeah, because the first damage is just damage or whatever. Yeah, so you See, actually have awful. to do two damage in order to ion something. <laughs> I mean, still yeah. you get to do damage. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, the old ion just like if the attack hits, they take a damage and oh, an ion. Yeah, that's right. So it, you know, it's it, you have to do two damage to do the same thing that one damage used to do with the ion cannon. So, so having having flown also, I, I've been flying a couple of different lists with the ion cannon turret, veteran turret, gunner combination on a ship uh usually i one of my lists has dutch with it um and one of the craziest scenarios too is that the opponent you know has to also determine where to spend that focus on defense you know let's say you roll two hits uh on your primary shot um but it's a small base do you take the you run the risk you know what i mean spend that defensive focus so you don't take damage but then you get ionized the next turn you know, because that that next shot is coming, and then all of a sudden, if you get ionized, that ship could be a sitting duck and dead next turn. So, That's you know, you you put the onus on the opponent to say, do I want to use my defensive uh, mods for the ion cannon shot or the primary shot? Yeah, yeah. good point there, because like I don't really like the concept of like I have this spam ship that like makes my opponent make multiple decisions when my decisions yeah. are fairly oh. obvious. It's like that's, and that's not for, really that doesn't feel like good design or fun. Yeah. No. You know I mean? And I I only I only get to do that with one ship. Could you imagine if I could do it four times? Yeah. <laughs> so like wonder, that's though. ridiculous. I do wonder though how much this list gained from losing Boba Fett in the meta. Like it doesn't feel like Boba Fett is like the ship that says gives the bird to this list. Mm, yeah. Like when you have two dice with a possibility to re-roll and like you're not gonna take enough ion tokens to really ever eye on you. I think yeah, because it needs two you know I mean? two ions instead of just one. Like, and I feel like Boba Fett just like takes this list and punches it in the dick. I think Boba Fett. And if you have yeah. reinforce, 
Uh, reinforce yeah. actually is oh, very dirty against, against the ion yeah, cannon this, turret. Oh, yeah. 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 Reinforce makes it almost impossible to actually ion the thing. Yeah. And it, you know, it, it'll take some damage going in, but it has 10 holes. So, like, it'll. Yeah. Um, 10, you know, hit points or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's probably going to do some damage. And, like, especially like the, what was it, the, the four alarm list that you guys gave me not that long ago. It's like, it feels like giving those guys stress really limits their maneuver dial. Yeah. You know, like given like the four alarm stress and the you know the pay lob stealing their tokens, like yeah, feels like you're picking these guys off. I wonder if they're just a product of a changing meta. Mm-hmm. Now I will say, well, well, go ahead, Carlos. No, well, on that topic though of, of passing off that stress, uh, remember now that a lot of lists are also including Leia Organa uh, crew card. Mm-hmm. So that and that's a very very popular card nowadays. So now some of that those stress mechanics have less of an effect because those ships can still do those K-turns and those segment yeah. loops or, or turn around. And that's interesting, though, because, like, yeah, that's a thing, but, like, how overrepresented do you think Rebels are? Because, I mean, theoretically, they're 20% of the meta, right? I mean, because there's no, five they, actions. They, they are over 20%. For sure, yeah, over twenty uh, percent. Okay, well, mostly I mean, just that, because you're not seeing. Mostly obvious. because you're just not seeing scum hardly at all. <laughs> well, there's. Okay, well, yeah, I guess it's not twenty percent. You're right because there's not. I mean, we're not. We're yeah. not to the five factions. Yeah, we're not. Or we're not we're all, so I'm sorry, 30, we're five. 30, we're not to the seven. Thirty-three percent, but they're probably more like forty, forty-five. Seven, yeah, I mean, yeah, so. You're, you're probably seeing so you're seeing a few different archetypes for rebels. You're seeing the like five and six ship builds. You're seeing the uh, layer organa builds uh, with some X wings and stuff like that. Um, and then you're also seeing some of the proton torpedoes, some of the um, you know higher pilot skill guys, Luke and Wedge. Like there's there's a lot of diversity in there. Uh, of, uh, for some reason, you're not seeing any Lando uh, Falcon, which is interesting. Which I don't get. I because he's he's like, uh, well, actually, I, I kind of don't understand that because he is like the ultimate like coordinator, basically. He's the I, ultimate coordinator. I, they <laughs> dropped his point cost. Like, yeah, he's way more reasonable. I, I absolutely love Lando and the Lando and the Falcon right now. Well, I mean, okay, well let's talk that through then. I mean, like, but what do you do with that? What do you really want to coordinate right now? Do you just play him with like a couple X wings that have missiles? And you just get missiles off or tor- yeah. torpedoes, or whatever. I mean, maybe. Is, I, that, I, is that good? Yeah, I don't see. I lie. I see a Lando list here. Um, <laughs> ha ha! Oh. Uh, actually, it's Wedge naked, Luke naked, Lando. That's it. Lando and That's a bunch of naked people. Decent. That's how it should yeah. go. Yeah. Lando and some naked people. <laughs> yes, Lando <laughs> likes people naked. Yeah. I do. Want, I do want to mention the um, the list that won. Uh, this particular hyperspace oh, trial. Yeah. So we were looking at one particular event for everybody that like stopped following this a while ago. Yeah, <laughs> the, this particular hyperspace trial, the one in the one in Redmond, uh, near you know outside of Seattle. There, um, the list that won was uh, was two Starkiller based pilots with pattern analyzer, collision detector, and then one of them had phasma, and then quick draw with pattern analyzer and special forces gunner. And this was after the point change. And this is after the point change. Yeah. So huh. I do. I actually was kind of encouraged to see this type of a list, um, you know, win a tournament like this. Uh, mostly just the the fact that it's a three ship list. Um, just because I think since the point change, especially, we've seen so many like four or five plus ship lists. It's like it's like four to seven is kind of the range right now. It seems like. Um, oh, that's fair. Sevens. Well, there's there's some seven tie swarms. 
You have the mostly six. Mostly six, but there are some mostly of the seven six, yeah. There are like, some they of the cut seven. out like that last guy to just get pilot skills on everybody. Yeah. It's like that, but it, but anyways, you know, four to six seems to be pretty much the standard. Um, I do like seeing some of the three ship lists, uh, a, a, a three ship list at least, being able to succeed. That's not the exact list I would probably play, but it's actually somewhat similar to something I'm to, to what I've been thinking about um, playing. I don't know if I may end up playing it at the hyperspace trial on the twenty third, but we'll we'll see. But uh, I do Burn like I do like I do want to play some I do want to play some first order. So to me, it was just encouraging seeing a, seeing a three ship first order build. Uh, you know, be winning this tournament. Well, what's encouraging so, about that is that there's like three ship lists that are doing good. There are six ship lists that are doing good. There are yeah. nine unique lists that are doing good. There are Six named pilot ships that are doing good. Yeah, I think the diversity is sexy as fuck. Vader so. mini swarms. That's great. That's are great. Yeah. Showing like, up. I, I think it's um, great. Uh, I think so the, was, I think the Vader mini swarms can be really good too. I, I think those are. I mean, I think that's a great list. Something to note of uh, <laughs> three ship like. three ship lists that have been successful. Um, a lot of them have either uh, one or two pilots that can roll four dice, um, and or one of those pilots can shoot more than once. Yeah, that's what I've been noticing. So how, how I've been do you noticing mean with the four dice. Do you just mean like so here, so, the yes. ability to so line let me up explain. Range one. Not, not necessarily. So um, some of the some of the lists that I've seen that are successful are T seventies with heavy laser cannon. Okay. Uh, okay. So two T seventies: uh, Poe Dameron, Nian, and then Lulo, for example. I've seen Wait, that Ian kind of list. T seventy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yep. Um, so I've seen that archetype basically do well. Uh, basically, with, but with the two T70s with heavy laser cannons, you can only assume that that player is trying to trigger those bullseyes. Um, now, I've also seen two X-Wings, uh, two T65s, and then like a Y-Wing. Uh, but the two T65s are Wedge and Luke with proton torpedoes. Yeah, yeah and they're then expecting you to have the majority of their damage. With exactly. Yeah. And then you have like Dutch with uh, maybe a veteran turret gunner and iron cannon turret. So now you have six shot of uh, uh, four shots. But again, those two ships are rolling four dice. Here's yet another example. You have two circular base pilots. They're both rolling four dice. Um, and then quick draw has that ability to be able to shoot more than once per yeah. turn. So that's what I'm seeing. If you are flying a three ship list, you have to sh- somehow find a way to at least fire four times. Yeah. Or bring that dice pull up. And you yeah. want to make sure that you're shooting four dice with at least two out of those three ships. Yeah. I think it's fair to say it feels offense oriented. Yeah. You have yeah. to. You have to have a lot of front loaded offense. Otherwise, once you lose a ship, what are you going to do? You're going to get behind. Uh, you're, you're always going to get behind against ships, uh, sh- a higher ship count. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, d- definitely. I mean, with this, this particular list of the two star killers and quick draw have a very good, um, I mean, honestly, they should take out a Y wing in the turn. Um, I mean, you're talking, what is it? Uh, f- 11, possibly 14. If they like, yeah, 14 dice possible. Yeah. So you got a lot of dice there, and, and with that, with a ship that only has one evade, to, uh, evade die. So it's uh, you should you should be able to pop a Y wing in a turn with uh, with these three ships. So and and it's unlikely that the Y wings are going to destroy either. You know, I mean, they may be able to take out Quick Draw, maybe, but they're not taking out one of the Star Killers in, in the first turn, most likely. Especially if they, especially if the Star Killers reinforce. Star Killers anyway, because like 
it's going to be a weird game. Like, I feel like that's always going to be a weird game of whoever loses was very, very close to winning. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I feel like the Y-Wings are going to put ion to, are either going to put two meaningless ion tokens into one of those uh, Epsilons, or Epsilon, or they're going to put three and it's going to change the whole fucking game. Yeah. And it's well, going to be the same way with the Y-Wings, where it's like, you're either going to do eight damage and blow the thing up, or you're going to do seven damage, and it's constantly going to be blocking you and ruining your maneuvers for the entire rest of the game. Yeah. yeah. And well, I feel and, like that's how that game is. And goes. another thing, too, with these Star Killers, because they can reinforce your... That, that like like we said before, reinforce really screws with the ion turrets. Yeah, it does. And it also just... It's going to prevent a fair bit of damage, you know, across... Mm-hmm. What, what do we say? 11 shots or whatever from those five... From those five Y wings, um, that's you know that's where reinforce shines is 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 taking on swarms, swarm shots. You know, it's. I'd be interested to see if that player actually played either one of those uh, five Y wingless. Yeah, I would be. I, I yeah. That's probably would be. a smart thing to do there though with the Y wings, where you just go like forward one and like red action barrel roll backwards, so you're getting like range three shots in that first engagement where they have like the extra tokens, and then you just run into them after that yeah mess up their formation there's probably a right way to play that you guys get back to me on that yeah <laughs> you guys go play games test that let me know <laughs> test them the figure them out so that was okay so that was in Redmond so the the top 16 in general kind of we noticed archetypes there right we noticed you know there was high body count rebels is a thing four yeah. to five Four if you want to play special abilities. I'm sorry. Four is on the low end for Rebels aces, right now. Four if you want to play <laughs> special abilities. Five if you just want to spam. Yeah. I mean, is that yes. kind, of, kind of where we're at on that? Pretty much. Yeah. A little bit. Um, one of the things that I've been testing a little bit, I mentioned Leia Organa earlier. Uh, oh. You can fly so many different variants um, or archetypes for a U-wing and then a combination of X-wings and Y-wings. Yeah. Um, is that and kind of one of the things She just rides the U-wing? She rides the U-Wing, exactly. Um, And one of the things that uh, I think Steven mentioned was that, you know, that mid-level tier uh, basically countering this, uh, you know, low-level stuff, spammy stuff. Um, One of the lists that I'm I'm trying to look into was um, Magva Yaro in the U-Wing. That's an initiative three ship. Biggs, that's an initiative three ship. And then a Gold Squadron veteran the Y-Wing, that's an initiative three ship. And then Wedge with Swarm Tactics. Now you get the best of both worlds, right? So you get one ship at initiative six and can bump up another ship at initiative six to kill those initiative five ships that are very common. But you also have all other ships at initiative three killing the initiative two ships. So you kind of get the initiative advantage on both ends. That's Um, pretty good. I like that. Yeah, and uh, that's one of the things that I've kind of been testing, and and there's there's, there's so many different variances really of that. Efficient, you know what I mean? You're like, you're only paying for initiative six when you need it, and you're saving those points, you know, by not going all the way up to like initiative five when you only need to beat a two. I like that a lot, actually. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Because like, if if your opponent's entire list is that Y wing list and everything's at initiative one or two, whatever it is mm-hmm. on that thing, like any points you spend above is are those Y wings one or two? The gray squadron. Two. two. Yeah, they're two. So any points you spend bumping your initiative past three seem wasted, right? You know what I mean? Because you're still ahead of all of the people, you know what I mean? Anything you spend to like go to four or five initiative is just bloated points that you're just wasting. 
Yeah, it, it depends though too, because Dutch is four and he's got great action economy. Yeah. But I like how that one plays around with that factor and makes it good. I like that a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah, so the other thing, uh, this kind of jumped out at me a little bit, too. There was a uh, a four-ship Imperial list that made the cut here. Uh, it's got Captain Faroff with Death Troopers, Darth Vader with Hate and Fire Control, Duchess and Night Beast. Um, I like, like it's, you know, I, I, I like Captain Faroff especially kind of in this in this meta just his defensive capabilities um make him a real a real pain in the ass to deal with um so it's I, sort I, of like a reinforce yeah it's it's sort of like a reinforce you still have to roll a focus yeah. but it, it brings it up to five of eight's chance of getting out of eight instead of yeah you know three to eight yeah all right so that's a, that's a nice little little thing there um and I was, you know, it's interesting to see a different type of imperial list. I, th- I think the 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 tie the kind of six tie tie salad lists are gonna dominate the imperial showings for the most part. But it is good to good to see something uh, a little bit outside of that box too. Are you guys getting any real data from from where something goes in the cut, like how well it did in the the Swiss rounds versus how well it's doing? Let me. Like, so we're looking at this tournament right here. This is where is that, Steve? Uh, Roll up, motherfucker! In Redmond. Oh, oh, we're still in that one. Oh, wow, we're still here, man. We well, we can move oh, around to whatever you I want. I told you at the beginning of this, we either have a ton of uh, information here because we like can analyze this entire meta, or we actually have no idea what we're talking about, and this will be like, well, yeah, yeah I think lists are good. Things um, are things do things. Yeah, list, things. Yeah, cards do stuff. In the words of Peyton, <laughs> uh, Peyton Bentley. <laughs> Um, yeah, and there was also, I mean, there was, there was, and there was a few of these hyperspaces, you know, the, most of the other ones were right around 30 players. Um, yeah. so not quite as great a sample size. Um, but you know, you look at the cuts on them and you see kind of a pattern, you know, you're seeing, you're seeing, you know, it, it's the, it's the archetypes again, you know, you're seeing your four ship rebels, you're seeing, you're seeing your tie swarms. Um, I do keep seeing, it seems to be at least one Vader plus stuff. That shows up, which is uh, which is kind of cool. Okay, like here's well, a Vader, Merrick, Steel, Duchess, and Scourge. So in this yeah. one, there's a Vader plus something, right? Yeah. How how well did it do in Swiss? What was its ranking in Swiss? Its ranking in Swiss was sixth place. Okay. And how did it do? And this is out of a eight person cut. Uh yeah. And how did it do in the cut? Uh, it finished seventh. So it lost in the first round. So it lost in the first round of the cut. Yeah. Okay. I mean, those are interesting data points. I think when you're, you know, that's one thing that's, like I said, I want to take the 30,000, you know, foot view, roughly where Aquaman jumped out of. Um, (laughs) And I want to say, you know, it's important to look at this information for what lists are being played is important. But it's also important to see, did they make the cut? Like, how well does it do against mediocre lists, you know? Things that don't make the cut are not tournament-winning lists. They're good. They didn't win. You know what I mean? That player's not you know, on their A game. There's an important difference between... I'll use... I'll, I'll bloat his ego a little more, and I'll use Travis as an example of this. Travis is good in the Swiss rounds. Yeah. He's fucking lethal in the cut. You know what I mean? He tends to play things that are decent against the entirety of the field, but are meta specific and very well tuned to beating the top lists. Yeah, that's why he fails against me a lot because my my 
Blitz Billy <laughs> is junk. And, like he'll lose to me in the Swiss. I, I the games in the Swiss and then murder everybody in the cut. Yeah, it's yeah. funny you mentioned that because I usually when I'm at a tournament and it's like the first round, he'll get matched up with a you know random person, and then you like kind of come over. I, I remember at least a couple of times where I finished my game early and I come over to see his game, and he is struggling. Yeah. Against like the most random Something list, bizarre, just yeah. bizarre list, and you're just sitting there going like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" And it's funny because, it, and I've I've gotten into that. I've gotten into those um, hardcore reps. I did it a lot when I was uh, leading up to Worlds uh, practice, and or just very like high regional practice and all that stuff. And you just keep playing the same medalist over and over and yeah, over again. Yeah. And you're just going like, yeah, I got the grind going. I know exactly what to do. And then as soon as somebody puts down a list that you've never seen before, you literally just go, what do I do now? Yeah. And then you struggle <laughs> because you have no way, you know, no idea to approach it. And obviously less if you don't know the player and you don't know their play style. Yeah. Um, so I always like that element of surprise. You know I'll what I mean? I'll take a little bit wing. of pride in saying that I am, if you were to take two lists that no one's ever heard of and put them against each other, I love my odds. Like if I'm playing one side, uh, one bizarre matchup against somebody else that has some whack out plan, my odds are actually pretty good. I'll, I'll, I do not like to give myself credit, but I'll give myself credit on that. If you take two medalists against each other and the other person has played before, like, I mean, they played a game of X-Wing, my odds suck a lot. <laughs> like, I am a very tactical player that will figure something out and, like, try to find a win. But if there's a right way to play this, I don't know what it is. <laughs> like, and I, that's, you know. <clears throat> well, it's kind of funny because you and, you and Travis are kind of almost exact opposites in that regard. Oh, yeah. Because he'll, because <laughs> Tra- Travis kind of cracks me up because he, he doesn't, and, and you, you, you talk about him struggling in, like, early rounds in Swiss sometimes. And it's, it, he, he does not deal well with, with players who are not doing the quote-unquote right maneuvers. Yeah, him playing as people uh, <laughs> that do things suboptimally is like a challenge to even watch. Yeah. Like, literally, it's like if he should have zagged and he didn't, like, it can actually tilt Travis. Yeah. Like, and, and until the cut, until, once it's the cut, like, nerves Well, like you said, well, like you said, once you yeah. turn to the cut, you're, you're in there with mostly, you know, pretty ex- more experienced players that are playing more medalists that are, that are, you know, like, again, doing quote-unquote the right maneuvers. So it's, you know, I, I, I'm personally of the mind that there generally is no real right or wrong maneuvers in X-Wing. It's, it's only right or wrong based on what your opponent does. To, get, to give so, you an analogy that's not quite X-Wing, but it's close, we did that L5R turn we talked about a few weeks ago. Yeah. And, like, the guy that ended up winning it, I played against him, and I almost beat him. Like, I was very close to beating him in, like, the Swiss rounds. Yeah. And after the game, he complimented me on my honor bids. I'm yeah. not going to lie to you. I was bidding completely randomly because I knew he knew what the right bid was every yeah. time. So I'm like, I'm going to do a random one just to, with him. And like yeah. every single time, he's like, I did not see that coming. It's like, it's because there was no rhyme. There was no plan here. There was here. no reason because I know you know what the right answer is. I ain't yeah. giving you that. Well, that game is even more like oh, a right yeah. answer oh, game. Like sure. that, that game is like so hardcore. There is, about like it's like there is a right way to do everything in that game. The entire the entire so game you, that hinges on like everybody bids five in the first turn. Yeah. If you bid anything other than five, like the entire rest of the time, like people are like looking at you for like poker tells. They're like, 
what's this guy doing now? What's yeah. his what's his plan? He's got yeah. some bizarre plan. I'm like, it I have really, no plan. It really screws you out. Yeah, yeah. One to five. Yeah, it's, deal with it. That that, that game is oh, actually dude. pretty funny that way. Like the, but anyways, back to X Wing. Yeah, <laughs> bless you. <laughs> that was that was Burp Carls. Yeah. Um, so uh, what if okay so six tie swarm all name pilots and all that stuff okay versus five Y wings with the iron canters Turret gunner who wins mm. let's talk about pure efficiency let's say they put all the rocks on the side and all ships just joust each other who do you think wins I actually my initial impression first blush I'm going to take the tie one because I think. Two attack dice beats one defend dice all day long. Yeah. I don't think one defend dice is ever really efficient or effective. And I think two attack dice can derp into enough good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So on I a think- pure jousting thing, you know what I mean? If it's better, wouldn't, wouldn't that start being more popular? Especially if we start seeing a ton of Y-Wing lists. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the thing is, I don't think you're going to see a ton of Y-Wing lists. Yeah, I mean, they're, the they're going to show up. It's not like they're, they're part of the meta, that's for sure. But I don't, I don't know that you're going to see a ton of them. I think the, the, the TIE Swarm, the six TIE Swarm list is, or seven, I mean, I, I, the TIE Swarms are just good. And it's really just, a, I, I think how good they can be has a lot more to do with the comfort level of the players playing them. Like. Yeah. I, I, that, that's a list that, that has there's a, a lot of fear I, there's a lot of fear there's of a lot of fear of that flying that stuff. list yeah. I think there's a lot of leverage to be said from like the various random abilities that they give all this type oh yeah that's I mean? yeah that's awesome there's, there's so many cool abilities now and in, in that you can stick into those lists and you can kind of change up how they function um, pretty I mean, easily. There's a huge difference in this game between like you play seven Tie Fighters that are all two abil- you know two two pilot skill or initiative wherever they are now and like that don't do anything. Or it's like, or I can cut one of those out, and every single guy on my list has his ability. It's like if half of those are relevant at all in the game, I feel yeah. like the, I feel like we've been going down the wrong thing and saying that like seven tie is still a thing. When I think six tie, where everybody has a special ability, is really the thing. I think here's my only caveat. Wrong. Here's my only caveat is yeah. that it depends on which pilots you you choose, mainly because if you end up having a six tie swarm with a lot of different initiatives or a seven tie swarm where it's like six of them are the same initiative, like all Academy pilots and Hellrunner, you're more likely to screw up the different initiatives because everybody has to move in a certain order while the other lists, you can choose the order they move. Yeah, Yeah, you're right about that. And think about it in the term of tournament too. You're playing five, six matches in a row. Fatigue sets in towards those later rounds, you know, it, bringing that less of a chance of making a mistake makes it a better list. Yeah. Because if you can survive, the, the like you mentioned earlier, if you can literally just survive the Swiss rounds but go for the dagger, you know, in the cut, you need to make sure that you're flawless in the cut. Uh, the only way you can do that is to make sure that fatigue doesn't become a factor. Yeah. Yeah, and I think fatigue is fatigue is definitely a thing that scares people off of the tie swarm list a little bit. It's um, just dealing with that many ships and activations every game. Um, 
it's it's a thing that's it's a tough thing i mean it's not something it's it's it, it is kind of hard to do over the course of a long x-wing day like in a hyperspace trial um so i think that does kind of scare people off it a little bit but um yeah it's just you know i i don't know i just think it's such a such a good list and uh just in general i mean with all these different abilities they have, I mean, you've got like three or four different ships that, that all have potential to, to roll extra di- damage, you know, attack dice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got, you throw somebody in like Aiden, um, who just kind of just really limits your ability to, to put damage where you want to put it. Um, and then obviously Howrunner just, just, mo- you know, modifying and increasing the, the overall damage output. Um, it's uh I think there's just a lot of great tools for, for this list. I think Aiden's actually a huge help on that list too, because like when you can automatically delete a ship before it can fire, like against the seven tie swarm, like that was a huge difference. You know what I mean? You really reduced their firepower. Yeah. Like you reduced especially how runner. Yeah, especially how runner. Oh, especially how runner. It's like now you have this ship that's like, yeah, once per game you don't get to do that. It's like oof. Man. Yeah. Uh, um, Hmm. Yeah, and you and you get to pick and choose it, so it's you, you know you pick your spots with it. But yeah, it's 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 just I, I think it's just overall really good. But I mean, it's good. It's not dominant though. I mean, no, no. Are, like, no, 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 not even dominant. close. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that's that's what we we're starting to see is that nothing's dominant. You you in hyperspace, you're gonna see similar archetypes over and over because of the low. You know, yeah, there's just such a there's ships. a limited there's a limit options. Ooh, let's do but, a very very brief aside here. What is hyperspace? What's not what's legal and not legal? Oh, uh, <laughs> so, I, uh, so it's factors yeah, ships, it's yeah. things that are out already. It's things that have a box. What it's what there's 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 no particular rule about what it can be. Generally speaking, they made it all stuff that has a new X wing 2.0 box. Uh, okay. The exception to that being the um, uh, the big the exception Falcon. to that being the Falcon and the Rebels, but that's uh, not um, out, isn't it? And, and no. the, technically the Striker because it, it's coming out in Way Three, but it's not yeah, out the Striker yet. isn't actually officially out yet, and that one's already oh, already the legal. Reaper's the one that was 2.0. the Reaper was the two point oh one, yeah, and then and then also uh, for FO and Resistance, well, yeah, for FO and Resistance, Resistance doesn't have the bomber out yet. Uh, the Upsilon is not out for the FO, and yeah. the SF is coming out soon as well. Are they legal in hyperspace? Uh, and also the TIE Silencer. Yes, yeah. uh, FO and Resistance are completely legal except for one guard. Oh, that's right, the Biohelo Matrix. Uh, Biohexacryptic <laughs> or whatever, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so the Rebels have the uh, the Y-Wing, the my, YT-1300, the T sixty five and the U wing as their available options. Like they don't get hawks or anything like that. No, the Imperials get Tie Advance, Tie Reaper, regular Tie Fighters, and the Tie Striker. Uh, Scum gets the YT thirteen hundred, Escape Craft, Fang Fighter, Fire Spray, and Mining Guild Tie. So they're the only one that gets five ships, and I, and that's just because of the escape craft because it kind of it goes with the Falcon. Yeah, which is funny because that's the better ship out of the two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, then Resistance has the Star Fortress, the RZ two A wing, the scavenged YT twenty three YT thirteen hundred, and the T seventy X wing, 
And first order has. You're not the, seeing a lot of the scavenged uh, YT3300 first. No, 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 the no, no. They're not. I, they're they're. Pro, I think they're overcosted. But um, the TIE FO, the TIE SF, the TIE Silencer, and the Upsilon for first order. Hmm. So those are your options, and you're you know you're so you're pretty limited from. Yeah, so, and this is the format they're using for all the hyper trials and everything. Yeah, like, basically. Yeah. Yes. So I do think it's I do think it's interesting actually how much variety we're seeing considering the limited ship base. I almost think that's I think that's the cause. That's yeah. Because that's you can't it. build these like biz, you know almost like you don't have access to the super the word, super like, meta stuff. Shittily optimized lists you have yeah. to like yeah. scrounge. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, also one thing you kind of have to keep in mind now and we can touch on it a little bit when we talk about the article later but um there is rumors or at least buzz around the drop date for uh the new wave which is going to bring two new factions uh which they're saying it's going to be march 21st yeah so now you're adding two new factions to the mix most That's likely really all that stuff <laughs> yeah it will be hyperspace legal it has to be well, we still don't um, so, even have points for those two factions. It's yeah. <laughs> no, no. Somebody put up uh, their theoretical point cost today. I That's saw that. Theoretical. Yeah, I saw whatever. that. Yeah. Theoretical, well, yeah. I'll I wait for the real point cost. So it's coming soon. That means that, <laughs> so. doesn't, mean, that doesn't mean shit. Really? Because uh, like, I was going to actually use those to put something together. And yeah, then, you can. But I, and then when they give me real point cost, I'll be like, I guess I'm taking this out, taking this out, yeah, taking this out. They're probably fairly close, but it's still like, like there can be such a huge difference between one point, one, one direction or another. Yeah, if you're good at the game and know what you're doing, for me, it doesn't seem to be that big of a difference. Well, you know. Like, I'm but, just taking the entire ship out, and they're like, will that affect how well you do? Not really. No. <laughs> but in any case, I, I, uh, yeah, adding I those two... Meaningful. No. Yeah, and adding those two factions um, does bring a very big... You know, especially for you guys, right? You know, we have hyperspace trial in less than, what, two weeks or whatever, and it's yeah. going to be Super coming out nice. right before it. So... Wait, is it midnight? What... Yeah, you you're kind of caught. Yeah, so you're kind of caught in three different you know situations. For for Joe, the, this first one is easy because he's not flying at all. But do you keep flying the same list you know that you have been practicing with? Yeah, <laughs> um, and you you know you keep saying all right, whatever. I know there's new ships, but this is what I know. This is this is what I know is good. I'm gonna keep flying it. Or do you go? full blown the other way let me fly something brand new let me try to surprise somebody and then the third option is basically try to figure out more or less and try to brainstorm what is going to be good on those two you know new factions yeah um, what will be present and what can i bring to the table that can maybe you know just do a double surprise basically bring the counter to the new stuff um, so that way you may maybe have an easier ride through Swiss. Uh, so I want to, uh, I want to bring this back to 30,000 feet again, which is where Mara also falls from, even though she has no superpowers. Cause she's not Aquaman. <laughs> that movie fucking sucks. No, she's also undersea people. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. They dye her hair like a dude, Dolph Lundgren. Don't yeah. dye a 70 year old man's hair. That's bullshit. Yeah. That was, that was bad. Oh my God. Yeah. Like the fact that he has to reference first blood. It's like, that's not the, that's not the Stallone movie he's in for God's sake. Like, that's the other Stallone movie. Okay, okay. Um, bring it back to the top level, though. Here's the thing I want people to take from this episode, like the, the thing that I think we need to do right now. The, the lists out there are extremely diverse across 
many archetypes across several different factions and will be even worse because things are going to come out immediately before it. I think the focus really needs to be on understanding what your list is, what it wants to do, and making it as strong as possible at doing that. I don't think you can play a counter meta list right now. No. I just don't think... There's too many other things out there. There's too many things that can happen. There's too many good things. I think you need to focus on... I have a list that has enough attack. It has enough defense. It has enough action economy. It has enough bonus attacks if I can figure them out in there. If not, it has enough attacks total because I have enough ships in there. Uh, And you're also... You need to focus on your own fundamentals... No can dunk, but have good fundamentals. Yeah, it also needs to be something you can that you're comfortable with, and that that you're comfortable flying. And that I I always go back to this for me at least. Um, I, I have I have an archetype of, of of list that I fly, and I know that, and I've gotten I've accepted that. There was a time in X Wing where where I would jump. He's been around. pigeonholed. The hole is a hole in the pigeon. Yeah, that Steve goes into. <laughs> yes. uh, that's a con man reference for everybody out there. That's seen con man if you haven't. Jesus, get the internet. Yeah, watch comment. Uh, so I, you know, I have, I, and I, I know that I have a, a, an archetype that I, I lean towards. And at this point, in as long as I've been playing, Steve would like to not I've get stopped, shot. I've stopped fighting it. So it's, it's just, you know, I'm gonna play AC lists. I like three ship, um, three ship squads with with a couple of aces in there. I it's, meant Assassin's Creed, but yeah, no. So that, that it, it fits my play style, and it's, it's what I've grown accustomed to. Not just accustomed to, but it's what I gravitated to. It's, it's what I got. It's what I played the best with. And, you know, there's, there's times where, uh, you know, for me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tend to focus into that arena and try to make that work. And, um, you know, if I can, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but you know, I always feel good about playing it, though. So that because that's 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 just the stuff that I enjoy playing. I think it gives you. I think it gives you a good chance of winning, like any given matchup. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I feel like I have the best chance of winning with that list, be just because with the, with those types of lists, because I understand them as well as I do. And so I, if you play against somebody that's just as good as you are, you have almost equal agility, you have almost equal firepower, you have you know the same level of abilities, but your list has one better initiative on each of your ships. I mean, who's the advantage there? That's you. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and it's and it's but it's not That's even That's what you play. You're like, yeah. we're both equally good. You know, we both have equally well-built lists with equal amount of firepower and equal amount of like survivability based on agility <clears throat> and whatever. But I am slightly higher pilot skill than you. Steve's going to win that, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, not it's not just the pilot skill. But there's there's been times, there's plenty of times where I've I've lost the, the the pilot skill race because I got to a certain point also where I just stopped uh, I stopped really worrying too much about initiative bids, which is kind of weird for somebody who plays a lot of high pilot skill stuff. But it is. I found I've I found ways. I played this stuff so much that I found ways to make it work not having the initiative. And uh, like I can. We win- talked about that in a previous episode. Where it's like yeah. if if you have to win the initiative bid to win the game, you have a bad list. You're, and you should do better. Well, yeah, you're just playing. Carlos, I believe yeah. you said that. So yeah, speaking speaking of initiative bids, there's a very heavy fight for that in the uh, Orlando meta, at least from oh, what really? I saw last week. Yeah. Because um, I think the lowest bid I saw was 188. Oh god! Um, yeah, so people are going hardcore on that. Yeah. So um, All right, well, I, I'm I'm also in the mindset too. Is uh, 
overall, if you can't win with the list at 200 points, then you shouldn't be flying the list at all. Yeah. So on that note, we are going to talk more about uh, about what you saw at that tournament, and uh, and we're going to talk about the article a little bit here after the break. So we're gonna we're gonna take a little quick check in with uh, with the Florida news desk and uh, see what the hell weirdness is happening around the state this week. Interesting. And every Interesting. week. All right, be back in a bit. This week in Florida, a man accused of threatening his family by texting them Coldplay lyrics and warning them of retribution from his Nazi prison associates was persuaded by police to end a standoff and return for a fresh slice of pizza. Evan Charles McLemore was taken into custody following a four-hour confrontation at a Pensacola home. Never underestimate the power of pizza with flavored crust, the Pensacola Police Department wrote on Facebook, while adding officers cannot comment on the rumors about pineapple being on said pizza, operational security and all that. It was not immediately clear if responding officers even gave McLemore a slice, but they did deliver him charges of resisting an officer without violence and aggravated stalking, according to the Pensacola News Journal. McLemore's family tried to cut off communications with him, but not before he sent them a text with the Coldplay lyrics, Light will guide you home and ignite your bones, and I will try to fix you. The lyrics from the song Fix You were meant by the band to be uplifting, though it's unclear how McLemore may have meant them. Welcome back, everybody. We're in the second half of our episode, and we are going to talk about the latest article that just came out uh, today. Uh, some more, some more information specifically about the vulture droids. Um, so there's not a ton of new information here. There's, there's a couple things. Um, there's, like a, there's actually a, like a conspicuous lack of new information. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they had a lot left. Like they were little yeah. like we're gonna show you like eight new cards, but like you've seen four to five of them. Already. Yeah, yeah. It was it was kind of like I think it was like the only pack that they hadn't specifically covered yet. Even though they well, already... I didn't know this was gonna be a pack till like there was the um, the Adepticon like special edition. And oh shit yeah, like yeah. Which is probably worth talking about. Like, how do you guys feel about like Ellie paint jobs? Uh, I'm okay with it. I'm as long as it. it's just paint okay. jobs, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with it too. Yeah. I don't think it does much. Like I come from like a Mage Knight background. Where, like in Mage Knight, they gave you LEs that had like unique like no skill sets. Like, you didn't say. find any other. Whatever you say, like, no. Ooh, man, no. That was yeah. No, this is a this is a this is a pure paint job. That's all. It is. And I yeah. I think a lot of people are freaking out about it because they're saying this is it. It's opening the door, and it's like, listen, relax. Yeah. So the fuck out. It's like you have a paint, a paint at job. home. Like I, I think it's exactly. I think it's cool. It, that's all it is. I think it's cool that they're doing. I think it's great that they're doing some stuff to to make going to some of these events a little more special. Well, it's weird because they're not but, just doing it for this game too. Like Legion has like a whole new sculpt for Vader. Yeah. Like I mean, does that make a difference to you? No. I mean, not, does, I mean is, it, I, is, I, it a, is it a play it difference? Too. Does it does it make a difference in to, game? Uh, yeah, I don't. No. I, I'm not the I'm not the type of person that cares one shit about about paint jobs and that kind of stuff i mean like i I, i've never painted a ship i I have i have a crap ton of imperial salt stuff never once painted one of those models like i'm not i'm not a painter i don't i don't i don't really care about how much the fact that you're not though does that make this stuff better for you like have you ever had it when you just unload it and get a couple extra bucks to like somebody that does give a shit I mean, yeah. Honestly, if I were going, I, I would probably pick I'd some buy up a few extra. Yeah, I'd buy, I'd buy a few and, and see if there was anybody who wanted them. But yeah, you because know, capitalism like, is great. Yes. Oh Supply yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah. 
but I don't, I don't, I, I, I give less than a shit about about paint jobs. Like my, my thing is, I always relate it to video games uh, a lot too, where you know you can spend where games have microtransactions, but the microtransactions is for cosmetic stuff. I don't care about that. Yeah, go ahead and spend twenty dollars on this skin. Yeah, uh, is in, is literally going to do absolutely nothing to your competitive. Funny advantage. story about that is yeah. actually I can't even do that because my debit card, all the numbers have worn off of that. So like, <laughs> I would literally have to like get the wife to use her debit card that has the numbers on there, and she would have to do it. And there's no way she would do that. Yeah. So like, it, I'm immune to this. Yeah. <laughs> I am immune. So in the in the article, um, the show. Two of the generics. Um, basically, you've got a separatist drone, uh, which is a three initiative, uh, and it's you know the, just to refresh the chassis on these things is um, uh, two attack out of the front arc, two evade, three haul, a calculate action, a target lock action, a barrel roll into a linked red calculate action, uh, and then they have that network calculations ability. So while you defend or perform an attack, you may spend one calculate token from a friendly ship at range zero to one to change one eyeball result to a evade uh, to an evade or hit so result. You spend a zero to one. Yeah. So you know, basically, you got the three initiative separatist drone, and you've got the one initiative trade federation drone. Um, you know, just some generics. Um, the Energy Other thing, yeah, the energy shell, energy shell we were seeing. Obviously, we know what munitions failsafe is. They just go nicely with the energy shells. Um, then you've got the Discord missiles. So this is like kind of like the one big new thing in here. Um, these are so this is a triple a triple unique or triple limited or however you want to call it. So you can have up to three of these <laughs> in your squad. Um, it is a missile slot, separatist only. Uh, at the start of the engagement phase, you may spend one calculate token and one charge to launch one buzz droid swarm using the uh, three bank or three straight templates. Uh, this card's charge cannot be recovered. It only has one charge, non-recurring. So um, basically, at the most, you can have three of these in your squad. Uh, now, what that does is that when this uh, the buzz droid... Yes. Is a, so it's a token. Um, yes. It, it launches out. Uh, you know, you launch it out basically using those templates. And it says uh, it's an initiative zero card. Uh, after an enemy ship moves through or overlaps, you relocate to its front or rear guides. Um, and you are at range zero of that ship. You cannot overlap an object this way. If you cannot be placed at either set of guides, you and that ship each suffer one damage. Yes. Um, then during the engagement phase, at your initiative, each enemy ship at range zero suffers one critical damage. It has uh, three evade dice and one haul. So the only way to get rid of these things is to shoot at them. Uh, you can't shoot at them with a ship that they're, that they're attached to because range zero. Um, so you're going to have to use a, a, another one of your ship's shots, essentially, if you, if you really want to get rid of this thing. Um, this thing, uh, I don't know. It's, 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 it's interesting. So, jury's still out on whether or not, so obviously you overlap it, it becomes attached to your ship. Mm-hmm. Yep. Number, question number one, if you barrel or boost, does it, does it stay? stay back? Yeah. And number two, on the following turn, when you maneuver, does, does it, it keep stay? moving with you? Yeah. Does it st- does, is it stuck to you at this point? Or right. yeah. So we we need to yeah have that clarified because it is very potent 
if that thing just stays on you until you kill it. Yeah. Um, no, especially but late, if you especially can leave it game, back. You can still get three ship list. Like if there's one ship left and you drop one of these on it. I mean, it oh, it's game dead, over. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, if no one else is there to shoot it off of you and you don't feel like landing on a uh, asteroid, this seems. The other thing that's kind of interesting. Yeah. The other thing that's kind of interesting about it is that it doesn't have any way to maneuver on its own once they're out there. So that using the launching, once you launch it, that's the spot it's going to be in unless somebody runs it over. And, and, and it latches on to something. Yeah, so, but we know from trajectory simulators how easy it is to peg something in front of you. It feels like you need to land on it or be directly in front of it so it has a... Well, well, with, yeah. with trajectory simulators, that had a lot more to do with the, with the fact that it's an, uh, an AOE effect. I think with these, because you, cause the, the token is about the size of a base, so it's about the size of a normal bomb. So running this, you know, you actually do have to run it over. Yeah, Which I, I I think is a little more it's a little yeah. easier to play around this than um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I actually I, I think I know a better analogy for this, okay. which is because of the fact that you can you shoot it after you move. It's mm-hmm. very reminiscent of the advanced slam uh, cluster missiles, advanced slam Connor Nets, uh, Miranda used to do. Yeah, where basically if she no idea what you are talking about. (laughs) So basically, there was a there was a point in next wing, or or not just the Miranda, it was uh, the Wardens too, were were were, uh, notorious for this. Was basically, uh, especially the Wardens, uh, initiative two, or I'm sorry, we're talking one point oh, pilot skill two. uh, They would be able to. You see the board right, and you go, if I do a three bank and then a three bank slam and then drop a cluster mine. It will hit that ship, and the other ship can't do anything about it. They can't dodge it. They can't. They can't maneuver away from it because it's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. I have. I, I foresee a little bit of this here because you can maneuver your ship, and then use the three templates. So it's kind of like that. That same concept. You're yeah. using a maneuver. And then the other template to guesstimate where that ship is and where that ship is going. As long as you can place that token relatively right in front of the guides, they're yeah. going to hit it no matter what. Yeah. Um, so you can game it where they have to run through it. You can, but it's uh, it's definitely just take some. Well, it's, it's it? not so much running through it because it because you launched it at the beginning of the engagement phase, so all the maneuverings already happened. So that does give your opponent the ability if they have any sort of repositioning if they if, you know if you've moved already and they're like oh well i'm i'm right in a spot where where he can launch it and nail me with it then but if but if i do a booster or barrel roll he can't that that does give it 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 gives some you know ability for your for your opponent to to deal with it um so it's it's a it's a, it's definitely good it's I mean, if you get if you get one of these things latched onto you, and it, if it does, Before we if say it does good carry, now, we need to know what the point cost is. Which, well, yeah, I mean, I mean like going over this over and over, it's like if this thing is expensive and it goes on a vulture droid. Yeah, you know, vulture droids are the least survival thing in the entire game, right? Yeah, there's, I, there's nothing that sucks more shit at I, I living through the day. Yeah, than a vulture droid. Yeah, I mean, you know, when when we read these articles, it's always with that grain of salt that you have no idea what the point costs are. And so, you know, I'm only ever going to view this purely from what it does. You know, obviously points can make it better or worse. Yeah, but but this one I feel like that's a bigger difference. Yeah, maybe. 
You know what I mean? Because, because you can put it on a chassis, they could die so easily. Well, I think the I think the idea is that you would launch it as quickly as possible. It's like you're gonna you're gonna try and get that out there as, as you know as soon as you can. But regardless, it's it, it's you know the obviously it can do a lot of damage if it does latch onto the ship and actually carry with it um, until somebody shoots it off. Which I kind of have the impression. I, I at least I would get the I, I get the feeling that that's what it's gonna do. Um, I, that's that's pretty pretty gross. I mean. You it know. feels like there's an optimal part when you can put this on something where, like, he doesn't have enough other ships to shoot it off. Yeah. Like, if it's down to, like, two ships and you put it on one of them, like, is that other guy going to waste a shot shooting it off? It has three of eight, too. Like, they yeah. can conceivably miss. We talked oh, about yeah. It. Yeah, it could totally like, miss We have many people other than me. <clears throat> talked about this last week, like, when the Sith probe drove, it's like, do you waste a shot shooting something with three of eight knowing you could miss? Yeah. God, that feels hard. Oh, it feels terrible feels if you like, shoot at the thing and miss. It's awful. Yeah. yeah. Like if you miss, if you miss, that's like the worst thing in the world. If you miss twice, you're like, yeah. you literally just like, I'm going to use my X-Wing wrist slider, slicer right here. I, I call it a day. Yeah. This thing's definitely can be super powerful. I, at the moment, I think prefer the probe droid. I think the probe, I think, I think the probe droid. Um, I did too. It's, it's just, I, I, and I'll, I said it last week, and I'll say it These again. These also don't move either. Yeah. I said it last week, and I'll say it again. The probe droid, being able to jam from Infinity is freaking incredible. But, lock from Infinity is good, too. Yeah. Yeah, the lock from Infinity is good, too. But, but I think low, I, low, low initiative ships can now carry ordnance that require locks. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's important. Yeah, it's definitely important. Um, but that, that jam is just going to be so annoying. Just to have that, just to have a jam action following you around, <laughs> is gonna be super annoying. But <laughs> I mean, I like um, what that was, what the Sith Road droids do because, like, it it's the opposite of what we said earlier. So I'll be a hypocrite on this one, where we said that I don't like that the Y wings force your opponent to make good choices, whereas you get to make obvious ones. Like I think that's bad design. Whereas, like, like if they're gonna try to run over the Sith probe droids. That's actually going to be kind of hard to do and put them out of position and mess with them. Yeah. Like, in a way that I feel like is more fair and reasonable based on what you can do to, like, set that up. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so, the other, uh, the other new thing in this article is the uh, DFS-311 um, pilot for the Vulture. Uh, it's a one initiative. Uh, it's a single unique, so you can only run one in your squad. It says, at the start of the engagement phase, you may transfer one of your calculate tokens to another friendly ship at range zero to three. Um, obviously, calculate passing uh, is, is, and, and is just a huge factor in the, uh, in the CIS, and um, this ship just kind of goes along with it. He's going to be a great one, I think, to have in any vulture swarm um, where you can just get as many of those calculate tokens you get you get the calculate tokens to where you need them to be, and he's just another he's just another thing that can do that. Um, I'll so tell you what. I want to paint a droid with that paint job. Oh, it does have a cool paint job. Yeah, I was actually just looking at that. It is actually a pretty rad little paint job. But I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> By the end of the day, like, there's no ability with the word calculate in it that I, was, I don't feel like is like immediately obvious from a design standpoint. Was like. They have literally done everything you can do with the calculate token. Yeah, like every possible way a calculate token can be utilized in any mechanic of the game. There's some ship that fucking does that, right? Yeah, 
I'm just glad they found a way though, because I, calculate just seems like a like every shit that only has a calculate instead of a focus just seems so much weaker. Yeah, uh, and they it does, found and a way to like make it, it strong. It's one of those ones where like it feels like if you ever use the calculate action, you're just dooming yourself to not roll a single eyeball. It's like yeah. they need all these abilities to like give you additional ways to use it because like if you just calculate, if you if you had seven, what does we say? You can only have eight of these in a. a build you can only have eight ships in a squad, so you can build a eight calculate list. You calculate with every single one of them. And you never roll a focus because that's just how <laughs> life works. You you wouldn't. You would never get yeah. one. You're like this is the stupidest ability well, ever. Yeah, it's the old conundrum about taking a focus or a target lock. You yeah, you, know, you take a focus. You, you always take the wrong action. Take a target lock. Uh, you get all hits. You're like yeah, yeah. all useless. Yeah. So, anyways, that's that's really all that's in this article. Um, but uh, you know, it's probably it's obviously the you know pretty much the wrap up of all the previews for uh, for wave three. So oh, I, I there's there's, uh, there there's still two more. Is there? What else do they got to show? Yeah, the Arc One Seventy and oh, that's the right. Jedi Starfighter single pack. Okay. So they're starting to do the single pack ones. They they've already previewed yeah. all the stuff on and the combo packs. That makes sense because they got like two weeks to do that. <laughs> so one thing we haven't seen from the uh, Jedi Starfighter one yet is uh, Anakin, right? No, we haven't. Yes. We haven't fully seen Anakin yet. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't seen it. He's in Initiative Six. That's all we know. Yeah, I think it's all we know. Is it really? Yeah. Gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, well, you know, he's some you know world. You know, galactic famous pilot or whatever. <laughs> Here's the greatest starfighter I've ever seen. Yes. So that that leads us into our next segment here, where we're gonna have a little bit of fun. Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, we we are. Joe's not gonna have it. We, we, yeah, yeah. So we've we've decided to torment Joe with uh, some prequel memes. I believe this is my punishment for not being here last yeah, week. Yeah. This is this is your. Right, by the way, uh, we're gonna give you enough beers so you get a little on edge, and then we're gonna push you right the fuck over the edge. <laughs> that's the goal that's definitely yeah. the goal yeah so, so who just wins for a, is it you guys for pushing me over the edge or me for resisting uh you know it's it's a win-win i think oh. yeah it's a little bit both <laughs> i feel good about so this it is, way. this oh, is mainly for our listeners right so all of you guys out here you know you're 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 the hype is real you know what i mean you're starting it's starting to come close you know these you got a lot of prequel ships coming out uh you're getting excited and you're talking to your X-Wing friends, and then you get that one guy, right? There's always that one guy in your group that goes like, well, the prequels are garbage, and all of this stuff is garbage. Yeah. So, whenever you get to play this very eloquent person that just doesn't, you know, want to watch these three amazing movies, you make sure you try to fit in. I can't look him in the eye and find out, but it feels like he's giving me a straight troll. You, you try to fit in, you know, uh, a, a prequel quotes while you're playing them to make sure that they understand that you have a very I mean, high mine, affinity to this stuff. You, you have to know. You have to know. Mind games is a big thing in in, in It is. You know, like like absolutely like psyching out and tilting your opponent is. Uh, you know, that's that's a thing that happens. Well, let's back that up a little bit. It doesn't take that much to tilt me. Well, but, like, <laughs> words have consequences. There's any number of things. Okay, well, you, let's you, back this up. You started let's tournament. Let's back this up way Joe, the fuck Joe, you back. started tournament at a 45-degree angle. Oh, man. God, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> for starters, the fact that I had to, like, leave my house on a Saturday is already pissing me off. But All right, so let's get started. The people use in an X-Wing tournament can bother me greatly. It's Destiny. It's any other game. Like, there are, there are player habits that are universal in my brain for just making me less happy to be there than like 
<laughs> like ones that make me rather I just stayed home. <laughs> like there are literally like tournaments of any given game where it's like I've sat down across my first opponent. We actually talked about this earlier. We talked about this earlier. Okay. Let me distract the conversation. That's what I do. And we'll get back to the point. <laughs> I went to Carlos's home store and played in a Destiny tournament last year. <laughs> yeah. And I have a dice tray. Yes. It has a little bit of a story behind it. So I'll segue back to where we're going, but I'll start with this. I have a dice tray that has a picture of Lando Calrissian with a Colt 45 and Leia in the, the quintessential you know, metal bikini. <laughs> and it says, Lando Calrissian says it works every time. Which is a takeoff on some 70s commercials that a lot of you probably haven't seen, but you probably have the internet so you can go find them. 60% of the time, it, it works, works every, every time. time. Yeah, every that, time. Where, Lan- where Billy D. Williams promotes Colt 45 by saying it works every time, which has not aged well. <laughs> yeah. but, my, but A, I bought the, the art for this at Dragon Con, which makes me happy. B, my wife made me this dice tray, which makes me happy. And C, fuck it, I find it funny. <laughs> But I take it out at every tournament and I say, you know, this is vaguely offensive. If you don't want me to use that, that's totally cool because, you know, I understand that it's vaguely offensive. Yeah. And by vaguely, I mean it's pretty offensive. Like, look, <laughs> I want mince hairs on that. 99% of the time, people are like, it's totally fine. But at Carlos's tournament. Carlos's store for a different game he doesn't play. It's not even my store. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get your phone your store. I listen absolutely. It's my home shop. I represent me. So get your phone on hey, for sure. And, and they were this. They were the nicest people to me at that tournament too. Like I don't want to give them the slightest bit of grief. But this guy, I'll give him grief till he <laughs> hopefully kills over in the middle of a tournament. Like, like if this guy were on fire, I wouldn't piss on him to put it out. But if you're drowning, I piss on him, and make him drown a little bit more. All right. All right. But. Like, I sit down and I play against him in the first round of this tournament, and, like, I ask if I can use my dice tray because it's vaguely offensive. And, you know, if, if anybody ever sees me in a tournament and wants to be like, hey, man, that's, that's a cheap shot, and I don't want to look at that, hey, no big deal. But this guy is like, I don't want you to use your dice tray because people use dice trays to cheat. Which, if you ever played against me and I lose less than half, I, I lose more than half the time, I don't cheat. I just suck, all right? There's a difference. It's like, this guy's like, I don't want you to use a dice tray because people use dice trays to cheat. I'm like, okay, for starters, that's a stupid thing to say. Like, this is the first round. Like, I literally drove like four hours to go to this tournament, and like, that's the first experience I have. So I'm like, okay, no big deal. I won't use the dice tray. It's kind of offensive. I get it. Destiny games only last about 20 minutes. And the 20 minutes I played against this guy, he threw his dice on the table and then immediately onto the floor because he couldn't hit the table <laughs> no less than six times. And I'm like... Hey, hey I do that, okay? Yeah, but, yeah. like, use a dice tray for fuck's sake, Carlos. He, Dar- Carlos can't hit a dice tray. I hate I can, dice trays. I can tell you from experience. Yeah, you Carlos can attest to that. Hey, my, my wife made How many times me. did you bounce out of that dice one. tray? Every fucking roll. Yeah, but, like, it he was just ridiculous. kept throwing them on the floor. Like, did we play them off the floor? I was like, I haven't even looked at the dice, but no, no, stop throwing them on the floor. He was an obnoxious guy, and he pissed me off later in the tournament, too, because, like, when I wasn't playing against him, he felt the need to, like, stand by my game and comment on it, which is annoying enough, but the thing that really tilted me was, like, while I'm trying to play a game, he didn't know what was in my discard pile, so he, like, kept reaching over my shoulder in a very, maybe a little sexually aggressive kind of way. 
<laughs> like, you reach over my shoulder and start like going through my like discard pile as I'm like trying to play against somebody that was not him. I was like, I swear to God, like I literally could just like throw up a fist into your nose right now and just end you right here. Like, <laughs> the point of this story is that I have some triggers. Yeah, I am not a mentally stable player. All right, Steven, I apologize ahead of time. <laughs> If you are injured during this process, oh, I will. Oh. I mean, you know, I, I'm fine. Don't worry. <laughs> no, Steve's Steve's a big guy. He yeah. can take a punch to the face and be like laughing. I'm just wondering <laughs> if if Joe somehow during this process will learn how to force choke me through the microphone. <laughs> He'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, He'll figure it out. Carlos, you've been listening all this time. I don't got force abilities. Like <laughs> I don't play blue characters. I don't know anything about force tokens. <laughs> frankly. All right. All right. All right. This is gonna be the dumbest <sighs> segment we'll ever do. All right, all right, all right. I doubt I have that. To do. I doubt so, that. So the point of this start. segment is I have a lot of triggers, and we're going to use Carlos <laughs> to like throw prequel memes at me to see how long it takes for right. to trigger. By the way, Aquaman's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad, apparently. So bad. Carlos, I apparently, seen apparently, it. It's Carlos, apparently terrible. Apparently, you should have pulled up the Aquaman soundboard. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. The first one, right. I'd be like, I'm going home. I would so, rage quit the podcast. <laughs> what do you say when you have a really bad matchup, but you start winning. Oh, this is actually a good one because according to Travis, and he's right about this. When I'm about to win a game, I am dead silent as the tomb. Yeah. Like if I'm about to win a game and I know it, I won't say anything. I won't say anything. I'll, I'll be the quietest, most morose person you ever saw. All what right. My so, opponent say if I'm like totally losing and he wants to rub it in. God, what character is that? <laughs> Who do you think that is? <laughs> no, I don't even know. It's young Annie. It's young Annie. Little Annie. Little Annie. All right, so from, from when you're rolling. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, when you're rolling. Make fun of him. He has it's mental working. health problems. <laughs> it's working. It's working. Where does he say that? When he's turning race? on the pod racer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, All right, so. That, that's Joe. a trigger in its own right because, like, I actually love pod racing mechanically in games. It's so bad at Destiny, it makes me cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Joe. Poorly executed. All right. All right. Big one right here. What <laughs> prequel code do you use when you roll natties? Oh, I just say big natties because everybody loves big natties. Surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. <laughs> Surprise to be sure, but a welcome But a welcome one. one. Is that Palpatine? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Which so, is that, uh, that sounds like that one is from the first one. Yeah. Yeah, Phantom Mass. Uh, so, when you're about to roll dice for the first engagement. Oh, oh. Ah, I'm not going to like this. This is where the fun begins. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I actually kind of like that one. Okay. okay. I'm not sure. All right, I, we're good. We're, I we're like, good. We're I, doing good. We're doing good. All right. So, I really like this one. All right, when you and another veteran player don't know how to resolve a rule dispute. <laughs> another veteran player, as if I know what the hell's going on. All right, fair enough. Wait a minute. How did this happen? We're smarter than this. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you ever played against me, Carlos, what do I yell whenever we have a rules question? Judge! <laughs> no, no, no. And then, Steve? Uh, I don't know. What do you yell? Oh, every single time. Good, say it. Yeah. Anytime anyone, not even involved in my game, yells judge, I yell Reinhold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've never played in a tournament before? I forgot. Every time somebody yells judge, I yell Reinhold. Yes, I've, yeah. I what was the quote? Can you read the quote one more time? 
Which one? Give oh. me the, the, the phrase that we're supposed to have for give this. Me, give me the last one again. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. How did this happen? We're smarter than this. She's <laughs> oh, not from his acting. The next one. When your large ship with lots of health almost dies in one round. Not to worry. We are still flying half a ship. <laughs> oh, shit. You had half like a ship. You had half like All right. When you bump your ship by accident. Oh, God. This is Another happy weird. landing. What was it? Another happy landing. Oh, God. No, not really. <laughs> no. Because, like, no. Uh, people that played against me have watched me do this. It was like, when two ships bump, like, I will literally, like, throw a ship vaguely near it, but, like, you fucking decide the angle. And, like, I've given my opponent so many angles on that one. I'm like, by the way, you put it where you feel like it's fair because I am not having this argument. Steve's like, watch me do it. Like, everybody does like the railroad tracks. Like, it needs to be here, here, here. Like, I'll get pretty close. I'll be like, I am putting my hands in the air. I'm not touching a single other ship. Like, you guys put it wherever you want. Yeah. Just don't. <laughs> All right. Actually, so, no, actually, Jay Little at, at Decon. Yeah. Because we talked about meeting Jay Little at Decon. Like, he admitted, he's like, if I can go back and like take anything back, he's like, big ships bumping. Yeah. Remember we talked about it, he's like, I really wish oh we could have found awful. some other way to do this. Yeah. He's like, that's my one regret. Like, there is no, there is no like good way to do this. He's yeah. like, I would take that right back. Yeah. I have no idea what yeah. else I'd do, but he's like, I, uh, yeah. I don't know either. I don't want to do it. It sucks. All right. So oh, God, you know, I do I actually do this in in games already. But you know how when you're like you're about to <laughs> do up. a really fast maneuver. You're like I'm doing a four straight or a three bank, and uh-huh. after a person has already moved, and then you go, man, I'm gonna bump right into that ship. But all of a sudden, you set the ship down. It's right there at range one. You know, you clear the the maneuver, and then you say, "Hello there." <laughs> well, hello there. <laughs> That would always bother me. Like, and this is one of my <laughs> biggest things in X Wing. Oh fuck, we have an entire segment where I just get a bitch. Jesus, I don't know why you just gave gave me this like mod from heaven. But, like, the reason why I like I like other miniatures games better than X Wing, and like Travis would be like, you shouldn't talk about that in X Wing podcast. You'd be like, X Wing, you know, Uber Alice. What miniature game? What other miniature game do you play? Uh, if I had my like, oh god, this. I have three to don't four. Don't give I'll me like, like eighty, like fifteen-year-old dead games. Oh well, then I don't know that. Yeah, oh. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but like everyone in X Wing loves to like. It's the opposite of what you said in this one because like everyone in X Wing loves to like throw their ships like anywhere, like literally like throw them in the board like a fucking bocce ball, like when they're doing maneuvers. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, it's close enough. <laughs> Why do I feel like this only happens to you though? Oh, like, but I, no, it happens to me way more often. It happens than to you else. way more often. Peyton will point out it's like because I'm like too nice about it. Or yeah. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but like, right. they like throw stuff out like when they're doing maneuvers, like you know, willy nilly things end up anywhere, but like you go like measure range or like in arc and they get out the fucking laser. Yeah. They're like, okay, well like the maneuver templates mean nothing when I'm like throwing things down at any sort of angle. But like they went to the angle, like literally I got this laser from like off the internet and you're (laughs) half a millimeter out. So I guess there's no shot. I'm like, remember like, Ten minutes ago, <laughs> when you sneezed in the middle of your maneuver, and this guy ended up wearing it. <laughs> they do they, like cough, <laughs> and like things like forty nine degrees off of where on a meter. Like yeah, yeah, seems legit. My, my favorite the laser, like my, you're my, an arc. My favorite is when uh, is when they're close to a rock, 
and they just kind of throw the ship down and like bump the rock over and be like, I'm clear. I love like, no, <laughs> no, because they tiddlywinks it. Like they drop it down, like the lock like snaps like yeah. half an inch out of the way. Like, well, I guess I missed it. I'm like, I can't prove you're wrong, so I guess you did. <laughs> and then like later when Travis like, how'd the game go? I'm like, I hate this game. I hate this game I so much. I don't have a soundbite for it, but Joe, whenever somebody tries to basically fudge all the ships around and all that stuff and they're messing things up, all you have to say is you're banished because you were clumsy. <laughs> is that a Star Wars quote? <laughs> that is. That yeah. That, that's uh, Obi-Wan oh, talking God. to Jar Jar. Oh, that's about Jar Jar. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I tried to blank Jar Jar thing. You tried to blank it. Yeah. All right, all right, all right, Joe. All right, no, 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 no. We're telling the story. We went down this rabbit hole. You guys are fucking oh, doomed for this. We're it. going down the story, all right? <laughs> we used to play right. with a guy, and I will not name his name. You like, you guys can like tickle my taint, and I still won't tell you like the name of this guy because I don't want to offend him on this podcast. He probably... I don't ever find a scenario where I will tickle your taint on purpose. <laughs> okay, well, good. I'm not going anywhere near he that. He was... <laughs> A husky guy. Uh-huh. And this was like <laughs> 10 years ago when we were all a lot skinnier. But he was a husky guy. And we used to play oh, I a clicks game with him. And he would lean over the board to like, you know, check, check range and stuff like of your stuff or where your guys were going or help you move your guys or whatever. But when he took his girth back, like when he reclaimed it to like not on the board anymore... <laughs> There were figures that had legitimately disappeared. Like they were like in his belly. Like and like like literally like they were stuck to him and he had to just like put it back where you're pretty sure they were. <laughs> but like once they had stuck to his like mass, there was no way to like really tell where they were supposed to be before. Get in my belly. Like, like literally you're like, I thought I killed that guy. He's like, no, he's right here. And you point to his belly button, you're like, Oh, I guess he is. Put him on the board wherever, I guess, because there's no way to like Validate where he was. Uh, oh all right, my God. all right. Continue with your. <laughs> that was continue worth with it. The, the meme board. Oh my God. All right. I saw so, that long ago. Uh, when you almost kill one of his ships, and then he starts running away with it. He's too dangerous to be left alive. <laughs> I feel like, no, you know what? That's, that's, that's for the. That's for the. For me, that's for that's the Z ninety five that I leave on one health and let and then let run away. That comes back and ends up killing no, me. We it kills you. Yeah, that's, yeah. No, yep. that's the uh, that's the Y wing with seven damage right. on it. Yeah, that's like yeah. the Y wing with seven damage. That just like keeps blocking you, so you yeah. can't even shoot it. You're like, God, I'm like you motherfucker. All right. <sighs> Listen, you have to make sure you understand the language here. <laughs> this is when. <laughs> this is when your opponent. Is slaughtering you. Okay. Master Skywalker, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? <laughs> that's like the noise my opponent always makes when I'm like flying off the board and they don't understand. Like, but but that's gonna fly you off the board. There's no reason to do that. It's like I would like to go to the parking lot <laughs> right now. And like, get my head All clear. Right. And they're like, but but you came here to play games. Like, I really didn't. When you're really bad at flying through obstacles and the opponent tries to kite you through the rocks. Okay. They're going down a path I can't follow. <laughs> I just snorted. <laughs> next one, next one. Right. Please, God, let's move on. Um, you outmaneuver someone and then get an unreturned shot. It's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. 
the high ground for me is like on the opponent's side of the board. Like once I've gone across like sixty to seventy-five percent of the board, like when it's closer to my opponent than it is to me, I can't fly anymore. Like literally, I'll be like, I'm gonna do a two bank, and like I literally have like four bases where I think I'm clear, and then I go land on a rock. I'm like. I have no idea how that happened. Like, you can come across over here. I'm like, oh, God. You know, I just, I got nothing. I'm just fine. Fine, kill. All right. When, when your opponent is going to attempt a barrel or boost that you know won't clear. Let me try it. <laughs> That's actually one thing I'm relatively good at. Like, people I've played against will note, like, I do not even touch the template till I've already, like, made, like, the hitchhiker thumb that says which way I'm going. Yeah. People are like, this guy's actually kind of weird about how specific he is. Like, I am going this way to the left, and I'm like, hitchhiker thumb this way before I even touch a template. <laughs> so then, like, my opponent does not return that courtesy. I'm like... Yeah. <sighs> yeah. All right. So when your endgame closer, your ace, gets one shot at right in the beginning. You were the chosen one! <laughs> all right, all right, and just to finish it up, when your opponent tells you they don't like the sequels, uh, the prequels, I'm sorry. The prequels? I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. <laughs> that's from Star Wars? That's the worst line. <laughs> no, seriously, that's from Star Wars? That, that is the worst, the worst piece of dialogue and acting in the history of Star Wars. And maybe, no, that's the, in a Star Wars maybe movie? in the history of film. It's in Attack of the Clones, the one that the one that you haven't watched again. And I told you not to watch again. I have actually only seen Attack of the Clones I know. one time. Oh, I this know. is for the listening audience. Like, we talked about this before the thing. It's like, yeah. I've literally only seen it once. It was in the theaters. I fell asleep. And I've never gone back. Yeah, and I told I you. I actually have not and gone I, back. And I rewatched it a couple years ago, and I told you not to ever bother even thinking about it. As a Florida it. man, that offends me. We have so much sand here. There's like, we have like the <laughs> so largest coastline. We have, sand, we have we, we literally like, like, seriously, you got a lot of coastline? Watch this. We'll like draw it on both sides of the penis shaped state we live Florida's in. Florida's like, like holding my beer. <laughs> Sand out the wazoo. Are you saying Florida is doing a chicken cutlet? <laughs> oh, God. Carlos <laughs> 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 been drinking. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, God. That's from the movies? Yeah. He says that to another character. He says that to. Is it like alone in that scene? He says it to He's Padme. like saying that to the wall. Padme. Like, he says it to Padme. <laughs> That's how, the wall. that's how we got Basically, yeah. He picked up Padme his wife is a that wall. <laughs> that's his pickup line? That was his pickup line. He hits that? After, he does not. He does. He does not. Those are Obi-Wan's kids. At least once. No, no, bullshit. Those are Obi-Wan's kids. Yeah. I, no, I've been saying this for years. Like, who's present at the birth? Is Anakin there? No, Obi-Wan's there. Yeah. Obi-Wan is. Who do the kids kind of look like? Look at fucking Luke's beard and be like, did Darth Vader ever grow a beard? No, <laughs> Obi-Wan did. Those are Obi-Wan's fucking kids. <laughs> Those are Obi-Wan's kids. You will never change my mind. I think we need to end the episode here right now. Holy fuck balls. Right now, damn. before we go too deep down the Obi-Wan oh, hole. God damn. Like, that's what Padme did. No, Obi-Wan did Padme's. Like, how does that even work? All right, all right. Well, uh, let's, let's, we got let's wrap, coming let's up wrap things up. Uh, what, do we got? what do we got coming up oh, Carlos, in the coming you weeks? You win. Carlos, you win. What that do we was, got? <laughs> Let's never some do of my this again. friends uh yeah some of my friends over in tampa uh tell me there is a wave two championship going on uh this saturday excellent uh, unfortunately yeah. probably by the time uh this uh podcast goes that tournament will be played and done we'll know but the winner. 
Spoilers. Uh, yeah, Carlos we'll know the winner. We'll talk about it next week. Um, I don't think I can make it. No, I'm prepping for my trip. Um, you guys won't have me here, uh, what, in two weeks from now? Because oh, I'll be uh, on a cruise and doing all that You're cruising on stuff. I'm on a yeah. boat. I, I got, I got yeah, my swim I, trunks and my flip uh, I got the <laughs> drink Santana sham, so it, and it's so crisp. Wait, wait, which one are you it, going on? Uh, Royal Caribbean, uh, yeah. Caribbean cruise, yeah. So it it's this is important. It's leaving. I swear I mean, point here. On no, the 15th, no, I think. never mind. I don't. So you want to hear something funny? My my television station is being purchased by the company that owns Norwegian Cruise Lines. Ooh, yeah. I hope I, I get an employee discount. I was actually going to be like, I, I was going to say, yeah, cruise, but better get some free free rides. Oh yeah. I also the, the this company also owns Hostess. They own oh, Twinkies. Shit. Get some little Debbie. <laughs> Get some Twinkies. Some ho-ho. <laughs> Going on a boat with some ho-hos. I'm on a boat, bitch. With some ho-hos. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, so different, then... Uh, different show than... Yeah. <laughs> so, next... Oh, uh, I gotta ask you. Did you guys... What? Did you guys ask uh, George last week if he'd listened to the show at all? Uh, I didn't. I, I did not. Not even like before or after you guys didn't do like a... So you know what kind of show you're going on, right? No, no. Oh, he volunteered anyway. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, Carl, Carlos, you worked that out. What did uh, did he had, did he know what did he, was he getting know what he's getting himself into? I, I mean, am not a hundred percent sure. Like, yeah, maybe he I mean, got Joe, a, like a snippet of yeah. one of the episodes. I'm not sure. Well, he got. I mean, I guess he got he got off easy because Joe wasn't there, so we were all on track. Oh shit. my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. But uh, so we got Tampa, and then after the uh, 23rd, we got the hyperspace trial in Davy, um, which I uh, will be going to. I believe Joe will be going to, maybe, possibly. He's thinking about it, talking about it. Got to ask the wife. He's got to ask the wife. We'll figure that out. Uh, I think Travis is going to that one too. Um, but Gage maybe too. Gage is not. No. No. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so yeah, so we got that, and then. Uh, uh, April sixth is uh, Atlanta hyperspace trial, which right before that, by the way, the the weekend before is that, that um, no, Momocon's end of May. No, oh, yeah. there's yeah, another yeah. one, and there's yeah, yeah. Uh, the weekend before that, by the way, March thirtieth, there's two big events. Uh, one of them being the Wave Two Championship at Getrafon on, and there's also a Road to Hyperspace Trials tournament going on at the Waterford, uh, the one store that's hosting. Yeah. The hyperspace trials, uh, basically, more or less, is going to be a big practice run uh, for a lot of players. Uh, yeah. The winner gets to get a free ticket to the to the um, uh, tournament, yeah, which is cool. kind of cool. Yeah. Um, cool. And obviously, most of the time, they do very very generous store credit. Yeah. Uh, so that oh, should cool be a big tournament. Always, cool stuff. So. Always really good about the store credit. Exactly. Yeah. So that have should you, be a good one. Have you told one. to get it get in front of people yet that we have a podcast yet? Have you promoted it to them? But like, by the way, we beat like get your fun on is like the rockinest store. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, uh, maybe the owner. I haven't uh, talked to him about it and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, we we mentioned them and and hey, listen, I'm always gonna promote them. They oh, they, they definitely are, they are a great yeah. store. Yeah, like, great store. They are everything. They, uh, they, they everything a gaming store should be. Yeah. Like they couldn't be any friendly. They couldn't have a better space. They couldn't like run better tournaments. Yeah, those guys do kick all kinds of ass. Yeah. You guys are yeah. so lucky down there to have so many great stores. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like, Dogs uh, of War yeah, is Mark, amazing too. Like, Dogs of War, yeah. Uh, Jesus is great. Uh, Mark is great, and just uh, they're so cooperative with the communities. Um, so we're very lucky to have them for sure. Um, and you know, obviously, uh, with where I live, uh, I live up way north Brevard, so I actually have uh, the best of both worlds. I get to go to my league nights. And I get your fun on. Um, and then I get to drive over to Orlando and most of the, uh, cool stuff stores are like same driving distance away from my yeah. house. Hey, I'm uh, so on the cool weekends stuff, I get cool to go stuff over. Cool stuff has been great to us for so many years. Yeah. yeah. So many yeah, locations they're, they're, too. Like the fact that obviously Orlando locations that well is awesome. Cool stuff is real, is, is fantastic for a chain. Um, it's not a huge chain, but it's just a Florida chain, but, uh, for a chain it's, they, they do a fantastic job. Um, so yeah, it's it's good to have it's good to have good stores, right? Yeah. Again, cool stuff. Uh, get your fun on. Episode one time, we're like, by the way, here's all the great stores we have in this yeah. state. Like, we're blessed for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'll steal Joe's line and uh, cool stuff. Uh, get your fun on Dogs of War. Uh, if you're not. Uh, yeah, sponsors the, of this show. Sponsors of the show. You should, you should be. be. Should be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna do this later and later in every episode. But like, to also steal Joe's line from Joe. We should probably, uh, you know, <laughs> dials down and uh, bottoms up. Well, you know, I, it's time to close out the episode. Oh, we're gonna so. close it with that. Okay, we're, we're gonna close it with that. So, right. good night, so everybody. everybody Thanks for joining us. Dials down. Bottoms up. Bottoms, bottoms up. up.